1: Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 167 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. But, uh, no, not Trevor. No, you're not. Damon.
2: Look at this. It's, just it's, a sad, it's a sad day and a good day, all in one. I mean, it's we've, very... We've traded rare. Trevor.
1: <laughs> we've traded I mean, it Trevor
2: It is, is the free agency period of the NFL. We have traded Trevor this week. And <laughs> interestingly <laughs> enough, it's our most requested guest that it's, we traded him for
1: most requested by you or by the
2: listeners no, by everybody <laughs> by the masses
1: yeah damon has been asking to have ziggy back on the show for i don't know months I feel like a year <laughs> it's been like a year yeah yeah no so, so we don't have trevor trevor actually might join us later he had something come up last minute um but uh he, he's not here with us now but hopefully we'll join us later but we do have ziggy with us uh and, and ziggy uh it's been a while man it's we're we're happy to have you back
0: Hey guys, how, how you doing? I'm glad to know that I'm the number one requested guest, I guess. That makes me feel special. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and for those
1: that don't know, those that are new listeners, Ziggy has a website called Ziggy Uh we, you know, you can check that out. But um Ziggy, tell us tell for the l- new listeners, since it's been a while, you know, tell us about your background and, and everything Disney oriented and your website. All anything you want to tell us.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, nothing special about my background, just been Going to Disney since I was born, basically, and uh, started up a a website about six years, six, seven years ago now, Um, mostly just on planning stuff. So for people that are either going to Disney World for the first time or for people that have been many times, um, some different tips, uh, guides. Uh, I try to cover all the new stuff that comes out, um, all the stuff about the, you know, recently the Genie Plus has been taking up a lot of my my hours uh, writing. But uh, yeah, basically anything that can help people to plan their trip because it's getting more and more confusing, as everybody knows. So anything that that I can do to help. But let's be honest. The
2: reason that Tom actually invited you this time is because you've been on the Galactic Star Cruise. I mean, I could have asked a million times for you, but until that happened, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We need to get
1: a firsthand review, Ziggy. You know, we we saw what the you know people online said and the blog said, but like. We we trust your opinion, so we need we need your your hand review. My, my
2: my question is: is are we going are we going right into that? Where we're skipping over the sure. listener questions right to Ziggy? I, I like. I mean, that. do you
1: want to do listener questions first, and then we can do Star Cruiser? I, I mean, feel like the there team. should be a
2: little bit of like you know ramp up to that. I mean, we what? only have two questions.
0: You got to leave people questions. in expectation a little bit, you know?
2: Exactly. So so Tom, I I nixed out the third question, so we got well, two good okay. questions. Okay. Yep. I'll but I think the they're good questions. questions.
1: I, I think yeah. they're good questions too. So Dan's so Ziggy we'll do we'll do questions first then we'll talk about Star Cruiser, and we'll talk about you were just at flower and garden too so we we can talk about that too okay so so Dan uh, says Disney executives have said they're keeping capacity lower and focusing on the people who spend more money on their trips as DVC members where do we fit into this collectively we already spend a lot of money to get our points but I think we are all looking for ways to stretch our dollars on frequent our frequent visits mean we probably won't build a lightsaber on each trip lightning lane each ride or reserve seven days of signature dining but through the ups and downs of life, family, and the world, we have, used, we have points to use, and that means we'll be headed to Florida year after year. Sometimes we bring guests with varying degrees, varying degrees of Disney experience, some first-timers, some pros, plenty of in-betweens. Uh, how do you think Disney should look at its DVC members, uh, and what should we expect? How, do we, how can we maximize Disney's attention to us? I,
2: I mean, I don't necessarily know about this little lightsabery thing in there, right? Because I think to myself, just being a DVC member, does that mean I'm going more often? I don't, don't necessarily know if it means that, um, I mean, maybe for some, some days, people, yeah, but not for everybody, you know, and those same, some people, they would probably go that much anyway. I kind of feel like, I don't know. I mean, I get what he's said, what Dan is saying here. So they're definitely losing out, right. You know, air quote, losing out on some of the revenue of the hotels and stuff. But outside of that, I don't necessarily know as being a DVC member makes me want to stretch my dollar anymore yeah i i guess you know i I look at it it's it's not just about the people that said is Ziggy a dvc member or no you're just a disney dude
0: no i'm not a dvc member actually to tell you the truth i usually rent points whenever we're going to stay at any of the deluxe resorts okay um, just because we've always found that to be more economical uh, the best way to go for us but no and how often do you feel like you go um no i mean Well, during, during COVID, it's been a lot more difficult since most of the year I live in Italy. So it's been, it's been hard to fly over, but, um, on average, I would say about, we take four to five, maybe six trips a year. Okay. So, but I mean, obviously I'm doing it because, because I have the website and everything. Otherwise we would take, you know, one trip a year. We always took one trip a year with, with the family and stuff before, before my site. So gotcha.
1: Yeah. I, well, and, and so, you know, for me, I, I look at this, right? So it's not just about the, you know, they, they didn't o- only say people that spend more money on their trips too, right? So part of why they keep capacity lower is that they know that when people, when it's too busy, people uh, not only spend less money because it's harder to spend money because it's busy, right? But also people don't come back again, right? So they want people to come back again. So I, I and that's, I think they look at us as more of, they're going to come every single year and spend money every single year. Yeah. We might not make the lightsaber every year, but we're going to come back every year and we're going to continue spending our money there because, and, and you know, cause you still got to pay for tickets. You still have to, you know,
2: so does Disney, does Disney. So here's the question, right? So would Disney rather us sit at home and waste our points or do they want us to come? I think they'd rather us come. I would agree with that. And, and I don't know. I, all,
0: I don't know. Ahead, I, no, I might disagree with that. I mean, because if you've already spent your money, they're getting that money no, no matter what. So I mean, they would rather have other people come in that that they're not locked into, to this. So BBC. they bring that hotel money in, don't you think? I mean, yeah, no.
2: I mean, I don't know what capacity is like at the hotels. Like, so what is capacity at the hotels, right? I would say, is it maxed or is it not?
0: It's. I mean, my experience. I was just there, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It was really hard to find anything. Like a lot of the. All the most popular ones were definitely filled up, like Polly and the Grand Floridian, all of them.
2: At at max hotel time, I definitely agree with you, Ziggy, right? They would rather a new person. I think if the hotels aren't maxed, then they'd just rather the people, maybe? I'm not sure.
1: I just think, I I just look at it this way, too, right? So, uh, they were, you know, they're not really necessarily making... Money on us staying at the resort, right? Because we're our dues go towards paying expenses, right? It's not it's not like a profit center, right? So they need us to spend money on eating and shopping, and you know, and and tickets and all that, right? But I also look at it this way, though, too. You know, if you are lucky, fortunate enough to own DVC, DVC is a big investment, right? It it costs a lot of money. Yeah, I mean. So that there's also that too. Like that they they want people that are go- willing to spend more money. And truthfully DVC members are going to be the most devoted people, right? They're going to be the but people I probably that are going
2: to spend less money as I continue to, you know, be in my DVC journey for sure.
1: Oh, I mean you're not wrong because this trip I have coming up in October, right? Like I, my, you know, my DVC's taking care of the hotel piece. I have annual passes. So all I'm going to pay for is food, right? Like that's all. What I'm for, saying
2: even even on the food you know? Right, yeah, merchandise is is a rarity, honestly, for me these days. Right, unless something like just is screaming at me, which every once in a while it will. Right, yeah, my T-shirt collection does need to be fed, regardless. But I think the kids are are less to that point, so I definitely spend less money on them. And food wise, it's interesting because, like, you know, if I've been to something twenty million times, like, am I less likely to go there and spend food? I don't know. I find I hit quick serve a little bit more, and it's not for yeah uh, a cost reason or you know it's for an ease reason i don't know i don't plus, know but i feel like i do spend less money
0: yeah plus i would say the average DVC user or a guest is spends less money because they also have the option to cook stuff in their room i know a lot of people that that go regularly they end up buying groceries and eating in a few nights anyway so they're spending less money than what a normal hor- well, uh, i probably uh, save hotel thousands of dollars resources. on
2: water alone yeah exactly (laughs) just being a dvc person
1: (laughs) yeah i i don't know i I think this is a tough question because i i don't think that they're you know i think disney wants everybody they could possibly get into the park to come right but they also know there's a certain level where people because i mean you know there are people it just in my life where i've said oh i'm going to disney and they were like oh we went five years ago and it was so busy my husband said we'd never go back again you know what i mean like and that's the kind of things that they're trying to avoid uh and, and i i you know, obviously, they want people that are coming in and spending more money. The people that take, you know, the the once a year or the once every couple years kind of trip. But I, I do think they want all of the above. You know, I, I, they they still make money on us. DVC. Members well, it it leads us, right? to so an
2: interesting so. thought, right? The socioeconomic part of this, right? Like yeah. kind of you said. So if I'm saving for five years to go to a trip at Disney, do I spend more or less than? If I didn't need to save that because I'm a DVC member and I have more disposable income, I don't, I don't know. But like Ziggy said, they're still getting that hotel cost in there and yeah. it's, it's tough to outweigh the hotel cost with food and merchandise, right? Like that's the sure, problem. Sure.
1: Yeah, it just it almost makes me think of like winning the lottery, right? Like when you can get the lump sum or you can get the annuity every year, right? Like I feel like D V C members are the annuity, right? You're just we're coming every year, but we're spending less. But every year we're we're there and we're still spending money. And even it's though not we're like, coming. you it's know, not like I mean?
2: Disney though isn't ever full.
1: Uh, well, I, mean, I yeah. think that
2: was Ziggy's point a little bit, right? It's not like Disney's ever not full. So if you're gonna be full, right, if your capacity is X, you always want the people spending more.
0: Yeah, of course. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You want the guests that are going to max out. If you can only have you know X amount of people, you, know, you want definitely want the ones that are going to spend more, right? Yeah, but you kind of see what I'm saying, Ziggy. Like,
2: if you're saving so much to get to Disney, are those people spending more than people that are DVC that, in theory, right? We're we're making an assumption may have some more disposable income. I don't know the answer to that, but it, again, it would still have to outweigh the hotel costs. Unless you're going to fill them up anyway. So yeah, I I think we'd have to see like true, honest to goodness, Disney hotel numbers to really make that decision. But I, I get what Dan was saying. Yeah, I do. But too, I like but capacity I, being lower. I wish capacity was even lower. I wish it was more expensive and <laughs> capacity was half.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I understand that too. But I mean, I also tend to think right that they wouldn't keep building DVC. Wait, rooms. I saw Trevor. I, I, yeah, I think Trevor, Trevor, Trevor might be showing up. I think he's coming. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, he popped into the rundown. Let's see if he pops into the room. Um, but they wouldn't keep building DVC rooms if they didn't want DVC guests, right? Like so, and and they are right. They keep building DVC rooms. So they they st- obviously still want yeah. DVC guests, right? That's true. Like I, I feel like if they were just like, oh yeah, DVC is not good, like they would just stop selling, they would stop making DVC rooms. I mean, you know, they would just leave it how it is. Yeah,
2: so it must make sense from a business standpoint. It must. Okay. All right, so let's let's finish that one up. Okay. Here's Trevor, and he, Trevor can jump in on the on the new stuff. Then there you go. <laughs> Welcome, Trevor. Trevor. How are you? Hello. Do we have? There he is. There he is. All right. How how do you doing, get? Trevor? Hey, Ziggy. <laughs> So so this is actually great for me. Trevor coming in as like, you know, that tag team person. So now I know I don't have to stay the whole episode. I felt very <laughs> terrible if there was no Trevor. I was like, man, I've really got to stay this whole episode. I can't, you know, can't do that to those guys. But now yeah, i feel that's way better.
1: When 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 Trevor said that he might not be able to make it, I was like, Uh oh. Now now I gotta slog through this with Damon and he's gonna have to talk about stuff he doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
2: but but it's, good uh, it's good now. All right. Yeah. So the next Our question guys, from Francisco priority. <laughs> no, understood. Understood. Um, yeah, go, ahead, let's see. go ahead. So, Disney seems to be redirecting their efforts into expanding current DVC resorts, purchasing and reselling contracts rather than creating new ones. We currently have three DVC expansion projects with the Grand Floridian conversion, Disneyland Tower, and now the Polynesian looks like a Marriott expansion. How do you propose these changes will affect DVC future? And does this have any connection with Riviera's? resale restriction
0: debate.
2: The last part is an interesting discussion, right? Because if they all fall under the same, right, condo situation, then they they can't do anything about that resale restriction. But why would Disney be invested in that? It seems the other way around is way better for them.
1: Well, I I actually don't. I, I think it's kind of weird to say this because, right? Like, they just built the Riviera. I mean, the Riviera just opened two, three years ago, right? I mean, it, like, it's not like they completely stopped building new resorts. And and if you look at the, we're going to talk about the Poly expansion, but again, that's a that's a new tower that's separate. I think that's going to be separate contracts. Like, I don't think it's going to be in the existing. I, that's just my guess. I think it's going to be like a Copper Creek situation. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you think
3: it, it'll be like Copper Creek at Wilderness Lodge? Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. I, I that's because. You know, there was a couple of reasons why, but when they did the Grand Floridian piece, they like came out right away and said it was going to be within the existing right. So they didn't say that with the poly expansion. So it makes me think that they're building something new there. I think it's more that if you look at where they're doing this, right? They're doing it where there's the most demand, where there's the most demand, right? So the monorail resorts always in high demand. They were gonna build Reflections, but. It's cheaper, probably, not probably, it's cheaper, definitely, for them to build an extension on a current resort than build a whole brand new one, right? So, yeah. And they, so they want to expand the monorail resorts. Those are popular. So now we have Grand Floridian, and we have Polly, right? So, and then, of course, Disneyland, there's huge demand for DVC and no rooms,
2: right? So it's cheaper so there. The question is, how does it affect DVC's future? And does this have any connection with Riviera's resale restriction? I, I don't know about the Riviera resale restriction, right? It just depends on, I I think you're right, Tom. I think it's more, I think this is more about money, right? It, well, everything's always about money. Yep. Right, And it's more about money. Um, and expansions are just easier, cheaper, less work involved. So I don't think this is going to affect DVC's future in terms of expansion going forward. I think this was just the easiest way to, to get more rooms where they felt like they were needed without having to start different new projects, which I think they will in the future though.
1: No, I, I still think they're going to build another brand new DVC resort soon. Right. I mean, it's Hopefully, like, yeah, it yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Right. But, uh, but I, like, I just think that, and he's saying they're redirecting their efforts. They've been doing this for a while. Right. I mean, like this is not the first time that they've converted. Well, I mean, they're redirecting rooms. because
2: they canceled Reflection. well yes yeah. sure so sure. i yeah. think that's the redirect that we have so instead of reflections we're getting these expansions
1: yeah but i don't think like I, their new strategy is only expansions now and no, no i don't think so either good. i yeah. just
2: like, like i said i think it's just cheaper and easier to do that now especially because these projects are so long they they didn't know what the pandemic was going to bring so th- they said hey you know you know this is my thought process and maybe they just were like hey you know it's going to be easier to do this and yeah
3: yeah. And I think that's fine. You know, to that point that the hard part is, is, you know, we don't have a crystal ball of what it would look like if the pandemic didn't
2: happen. Like, sure. I mean, I think we would get reflections though. I don't think they You're right. Right. But we definitely would have gotten reflections. but
3: the question is, is would, would we not have gotten the expansion to the poly or the grand? Floridian I don't think editions? we would have. I, I, don't I, think we would. I think that there are different lanes and I, I think that, that these things sometimes happen in parallel and,
2: you know, Disney probably Maybe I'll give you Grand Floridian conversion, but I don't know about poly expansion.
3: I, I think it I think it may have been on the books already and may have been further out. And yeah, just because of the fact that they canceled reflections, it may have bumped up the schedule on it because the, they're not doing a whole other resort. I wouldn't say that, you know, that they, they looked at it and went, Well, we're not doing this one, so here's plan B. I, I don't think
2: I, I can't see. I, I would disagree with that, but that I, I get both sides of it. Yeah.
1: Well, because we don't know the reflections is fully canceled, right? Like we we know it's on pause at least, you know, like it's it, yeah, they're not true. doing anything. Like it, it could still be there. I mean, but I also think, and and we're not. I guess we're kind of getting into this topic now. I think the Poly yeah, expansion fill, fills a need, right? It, it fills yeah, a need. Oh, it absolutely. Because is. because first of all, poly's very popular, right? Secondly, Monorail resorts in general are very popular, but third, Poly only has studios, right? So mm-hmm. they needed some it other room terrible. types there. What's that?
3: Which is terrible. For Damon, it's terrible. The, I think it's perfect. Yeah. But no,
1: it's what, just the studios? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with studios. I, you know, regular Pauly's fine. So, you know, if, even if they separate this new resort and it's a separate resort, I really don't care. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, I, was, I think, I think, I think we're boring Ziggy though. So we got to get to Ziggy stuff
0: now. No, Ziggy turned it no, to no, me. No, no. I, I like learning. I like learning about the DVC. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and I, I mean... Just if I can weigh in what you what you guys are saying Please, about the uh, yes. the Reflections project, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the, uh, since the original plan was to build that one, that obviously is pushed way off to the back back burner. I think I think also that they kind of improvised. Maybe they were always going to do an expansion at, at Grand Floridian, and maybe they were always going to do one here at the Poly too. But obviously, I think I think they're going to do those and then wait and see what happens. Uh, obviously, when there's a, a further demand the The Reflections Project will probably get resurrected in some form, maybe, maybe, yeah, you know, five years, ten years down the line. I don't know how far, but uh. hopefully, it's Epcot Reflections.
2: That would be really <laughs> with, <laughs> Ellen, with, with, with Ellen theming. We'd be our
1: right. <laughs> theming.
3: Can, can we make oh, a haunted man. reflection shirt, or is that inappropriate? Sure.
1: Oh know. my gosh, haunted <laughs> reflections! Look at that. Just double down
2: on the. Ha- I'm just. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. Listen, I know we have to get to, to Ziggy's Galactic Star Cruiser, but I just really have to go on record here to say that Aristocrape's closing is so disheartening to me. Like, oh really? I'm, I'm so bent out of shape about that.
1: Okay, well, I, we'll talk about that. We'll talk I, about
2: that later. Yeah, I just, I couldn't stop myself. Just, you know, I just actually in case didn't I, think
1: you were going to care about that at all.
2: <laughs> oh, I love Crepes. Like, we always go there. That's a, like a family spot. So I'm very disappointed. I mean, I'm happy of what it's turning into, but I'm just, I'm disappointed by it. So, Tom, really what you have me saying right now is there's no way I'm actually making it to that in the show. So I felt like I had to bring it up.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. But, you know, they did move some of the dishes to other places around, around Disney Springs, Not right? So, like... You,
2: you, can't, just, you don't have the, you don't have the rude people working at the crate place. Um, <laughs> which they were funny rude, so I'm okay with that, but I'm going to miss that.
1: Oh gosh. They were funny rude. <laughs> All right, let's talk Star how about we talk Star Cruiser? How about we get into Star Cruiser now? <laughs> and uh Trevor, I don't know if you had any opinion on Dan's question. I know we you you got in right after we finished that, but
3: no, uh no, let's let's go straight into into Star Cruiser.
1: <laughs> so so Ziggy, I don't know how much you wanna do in the way of I mean, should we give a spoiler alert here right now? Oh
2: spoiler alert. I wanna know everything. I don't want to definitely, wanna, definitely. Yeah. it's okay. a spoiler alert here. There you go.
1: Yeah. So if you don't wanna know anything about Star Cruiser, skip ahead. Get get past this, because we uh we're gonna talk all about Star Cruiser and I, I and Ziggy's gonna spoil some things. So uh if you're okay with that, then cool. If not, then then move on. <laughs> go ahead. Zig- so Ziggy, tell us like all about the experience. I mean, like maybe, maybe you just give us a walkthrough of everything and then Damon can ask you the million questions that he has in his head or we can just ask as we go along. Now I'm just
2: going to interrupt Ziggy as much as possible. Okay. There we,
0: that, that works fine. too. That you, works want too. To kinda, you want me to kind of, you want me to kind of give you the, the rundown <laughs> like from, from when I arrived and then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to get the rundown from paying first, but, but before you even do that for the people that don't want to hear about the spoilers, like, yeah, is it a yeah. thumbs up or thumbs down? Just like straight from the get
0: go. I absolutely loved it. Okay, to be honest. honest Now we can go spoilery.
2: Everyone that wanted to know Ziggy loved it. There we go.
0: Ziggy,
1: if you had to give it a a rating out of ten, what would it be? (sighs)
0: Um, factoring in the price and everything too. uh, No, no
2: price. No price factor. Just, just just straight up experience. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, it's it's at least a nine. I would say wow. I just I can't believe this like, it's, it's, <laughs> this it's, is what me and Ziggy are just gonna have have issues
2: I I can't believe but me, that so now but let, but gonna let me it.
0: well let me let me let me start off just by saying that with all the the negativity of people online leading up to the opening for months and months I too was like very skeptical about it and I mean I'm a huge Star Wars fan um, so the idea of when, it, when they first announced it, I was really, really excited about it because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Then as they started revealing some stuff, I too kind of was like, eh, that looks a little bit cheesy. Like, Is it really going to be that good? And, and I kind of bought, bought in, uh, sad to say, to a lot of the, the negativity online. So I went into it not like super hyped and not thinking that it was going to be really, really amazing. I was looking for ways for it to, to disappoint me, uh, to, to be so honest. Th- who did you actually go with? I went with my brother-in-law. Dan yeah so it was just the two of you it was just the two of us yeah so I I actually I tried when the the reservations went online the day they went online I I tried to get reservations and I I couldn't get them and I don't know the phone wasn't working and there as you know Disney's reservation system for everything is absolutely terrible so as no surprise I wasn't able to get through luckily my my travel agent that I work with on uh, on my website uh, show you show you the world travel her name is Renee She was amazing because she stayed on the phone for seven hours for until we could get reservations. So she did it all for me and she was able to book me on the very first first voyage or whatever. So um, that's
1: dedication right there.
0: (laughs) It was. Yeah, she she's amazing. So that's the only reason I was able to get on onto that one. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I wasn't included in, in the media preview events or anything like that. So. It was all paid out of pocket. Unfortunately, my my wife was not happy about that when I told her how much it was going to be, and you know I I I I can always use the excuse that I have to do something because it's you know for for work for the site, but um it was uh, so a no shot- kids.
2: I think that was the big thing, right? No, so just two no, adults
0: no, no. going. Two adults, yeah. yeah and is your brother in
2: law a Star Wars fan as well or no?
0: Yeah, he is also. Yeah, okay. he's he's big into Star Wars, all the shows, all the the movies and everything. So okay, I mean, you want me just to tell you how how everything was when yeah. we got there? Yeah, yeah. Please. So so basically, uh, you pull up and it's like you're pulling up to um to a like a, a port, like you're going in to, at the like, airport. How are you dressed right, right now? No, so this is the thing. I, we were really really out of place because the second we pulled up, we could see that about ninety percent of the people were dressed in full like cosplay. I mean, jedis and I, I like and and robes and everything. And so we, we looked at each other and we were just in normal t shirts and shorts. Uh, you're you those know? people ruining it. Okay. Ex- I get exactly. It. Da- da-
1: Damon's big beef with star cruisers. He wants costumes to be required. Mandatory. <laughs> Mandatory.
0: I mean, it, it, I, 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 he's not, he's not wrong because it did really make the atmosphere seeing everybody decked out in their star Wars gear. That, that is one of the things that really made it cool. And we, and we felt really bad. We were like, uh, should we, you know, should we turn around and go home right now because we we just don't fit in? It feels like, but it, it did make it the experience for sure. Seeing that everybody was so into it, so um, so yeah, it was a little bit clumsy at at the, at the very beginning, probably because it was the very first time. But um, basically you you arrive there and there's cast members or crew members that are waiting and they check you in. So they they give you right away a special magic band for the Star Cruiser um they get you all set up you can give them your uh, your baggage and then they'll send it up to your to your room right away so you don't have to worry about any of your bags right from the from the time you get out of the car um if you're we weren't parking because we had uh, somebody drop us off but if you are parking that the parking is included i believe they do do a valet parking right there otherwise if you're coming from another uh, resort you can Take the bus, you can go over to Disney Springs and then take the bus over from Disney Springs. So um so the way it starts out basically is you you walk through the security check, just like you were going to the airport and you're gonna be going on a flight.
2: Wait, now so these security people though are Star Wars out or just regular Disney out?
0: No, they were they just were regular, yeah. They weren't dressed right. I'm already like
2: disappointed. Go ahead.
0: But, but you're still in the port, Damon. You're not. <laughs> I don't up the care. Yet you're
2: in.
1: You're in I don't port care. here. You're, in I on, care. you're
0: on Terra. You're on Terra. As they. they That's say. right. <laughs> so, um, but all the, the the crew members that are checking you in are the ones that are later up on the Star Cruiser. So they're in their you know Star Cruiser outfits or whatever. Um, so you basically you go through security and then you go into a long uh, hallway. And then you end up in a in a room where they have a video and they give a video explanation of like what your journey is going to be. So for anybody that I mean that doesn't know, it's basically like a cruise in space. So in the in set in the Star Wars universe. So the name of the ship is the Halcyon, and um, it's, it's basically a famous ship in Star Wars lore. I think it's been around for two or three hundred years. And so this is um, now it's going to sound really bad. I think it's two hundred. So it's like the 200th anniversary of the Halcyon. And it has a long history. Like they had, there's even um, mentions of it in some of the, the Star Wars comics and everything like where um, I think there are Chewbacca and Anakin and um, uh, Amidala. Uh, they, were, they were on there at one time. They had a mission and various characters from the Star Wars universe had been on it. And so um, they put you in an elevator that's very much like the one at, at space 220. Have you guys been to space 220 yet?
1: Uh, yeah, no. so I actually did it my last <laughs> trip. Go ahead, sorry, Trevor, and Damon.
0: <laughs> okay, no, I have not. Okay, so which is also awesome, also an awesome experience that I that it I was. really love. Yeah. yeah. So the this, the elevator is, is a bit smaller than the one at Space Two Twenty, but it's the same idea. So there's windows at the top and uh, that look into space. So as you it shakes as you're taking off, like you're in a in a getting shot up into space, and then you get closer and closer to the Halcyon ship. And you see it in the windows as you're arriving. And then uh it docks uh onto the ship. And so when the doors open, now you're in the atrium, the main area of uh of the Star Cruiser. Um so our first impressions, I mean, when we when we walked in there, the, the space was really, really cool. Um the atrium was it was it was open, uh very bright, very modern Star Wars-ish uh looking, lots of white. Um there's some cool artifacts in there um, to look at. There's a, a model of the ship. There's the, um, the compass. There's like a, a space compass that they, that they used. Uh, and so you can check that out. And there's a lot of uh, spaces off the atrium, like the lounge, uh, gift shop. Um, and there's actually an area in the atrium on the second level that guests can't, cannot go to. But uh, it's a big balcony that overlooks the whole atrium where a lot of the show scenes take place because a lot of the characters um, that are in on the star cruiser, they eventually go up there and they either make announcements from there and then they have uh, they have scenes. I mean, it's, it's basically like being in a, in a big play the whole time, uh, a role playing play that you take part of, uh, you know, that you take part in. So um, they, they give they give you a tour first of all. So just like if you're going on a cruise ship, uh, they usually give you a tour of the of the ship or whatever to get you familiarized. So the same idea. So one of the the crew members will bring you around, to show you the restaurants, show you where your room is. Um, it was it was very seamless. We went up by the time we went up there, our, our bags were already there, so they brought them in like in two in two seconds. They already had our stuff in the room. Um, and then let's see. Right away. So uh, go ahead. How was
1: the room? How was the? I'm interested to hear how the room was. So you went right up to the room or?
0: we just went into the room real quick just to drop off like, a couple of things and, and use the facilities. And then, and then we went to lunch uh, right away. We didn't really spend time in the room, but um, the room, if you want me to explain that, sure. Um, yeah, sure. Go into that. Yeah. It's a smaller, it's a smaller room, kind of like a cruise ship style room, I would say. Um, I mean, some people they're <laughs> saying it's like being in prisoners or, or whatever, but I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. I, I liked the space windows. I thought they were, it was really awesome. Um, you can look through the window anytime and there's always different scenes happening. So sometimes there's other spaceships going by, there's different planets, there's shooting, you know, stars and people out in space. Um, so that was obviously the main, the main focal point of the room. Um, there's one bed, which I would say, I don't know if it's quite a king size. It's probably a queen size bed. And then there are two bunk beds in the room. This is, so this is the standard cabin, uh, that fits four people. Did one um, of you guys
1: the, sleep in the bunk beds? Because I, I heard they're deceptive. Up, yeah. they're, they're, <laughs> I've heard yeah, they're I, much I, bigger than they look. So,
0: yeah, uh, my my brother in law slept on the top bunk, and um, I, I tried it out too, uh, just to see how big it was. And they are very big. I'm six feet tall, and I fit in it no problem, lengthwise. And I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. I'm not I'm not huge, but but I definitely had tons of space uh, in there. So if you're worried about, about that, yeah, you can fit a, a grown adult, no problem in the bunk bed.
2: Nice. Um,
0: yeah, they're pretty comfy too. They're they're actually changing out the, the mattresses though, because I guess some people had already complained maybe in the testing phase. So they're upgrading the mattresses in, in the bunk okay. beds already, they told me. Um, so let's see what else. Oh, there's a really cool... So one of the really cool features in the room is um, there's like an intercom telephone system on the wall. And it's basically it gets you in touch with the droid. I, f- I forget the droid's name, um, but the one that is like your host on the, on the star cruiser. So anytime you need something, you go there and then she gives you information about either about missions or about things going on on the ship. Or sometimes there's, there's announcements that come from her too. You'll see, you'll go there and, and uh, see that there's a message or whatever waiting and um, different events happen. So that was, that was really cool. and, and it's pretty interactive uh as well because she asks questions and then you respond and and it, it works pretty well I thought. Um, let's see what else. The bathrooms they were they were a decent size. Uh the shower was very was very big. I had uh, a really nice uh, shower head actually two different, two showers one on the on the top on the on the ceiling. Um so no no complaints I think that's there. different from a regular cruise. Like a yeah. r- real cruise. So that's- yeah. I mean, I think the, the bathroom, yeah, the, I've only been on one, one Disney cruise and the room I had there was, was smaller than the one at the, the star cruiser. So I don't know how some of the bigger cruise ship rooms are, but this one was, was bigger than a small cruise ship room. Anyway, um, this was the, so this was the standard cabin. then there's a cabin that's really similar to this, but it also has a pull out bed in the wall. One of those trundle beds or whatever has uh, been pretty popular recently at Disney. So, so that would fit five. If you had five, and then there are two other, um, different, there are two suites. There's a, one suite that I think fits five or six people. And then there's one that fits up to eight, if I'm not mistaken, The captain's uh, suite. Um, so yeah, so I mean the, the room was, was cool. Um, it wasn't the highlight of the trip by any means, but the room is honestly, I slept, I think four, maybe five hours max each night. And that was the the most time I spent in the room besides taking a shower and then those five hours of sleeping. And that was it. So the room is not, not even the focus of, of the trip by any means.
1: Just cause there's like so much else going on that it's like, why would you be in your room? Right. So,
0: yes. Yeah. So right. Off, so right off the bat, I just want to say, um, cause I've seen a lot of people online, you know, complaining even about things, Oh, there's no pool and things like that. There's no time for that. There's, there's no need to have a pool. Either. This isn't, it's not a, A resort that you're going to go to 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 relax and you know just chill that's not what it's about it's about being in the star wars this immersive story in the experience so right away if you're not if you're not a big star if you're not a star wars fan then it's probably not for you and if you're not willing to participate and to get involved by doing missions and and into the story then it's not for you either if you just think that it's a place where we're going to relax that's Different type of trip. Go to the Grand Floridian, go to the Polynesian, the beach club or something like that. But, you know, it's about the story and about the experience. Um, that
1: makes sense to me that they don't have like a spa and everything. Like that's not what you're there for, right? Like, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. There's, there's no need for that, right? Um, so from there, let's see. From there we went uh, to lunch. So the there the meals that are included are on the first day. So, okay, the check-in time was from 1 to 4 so you could show up any any time from 1 to 4 to for to check in everybody checks in at the same time um the your lunch on the first day is included and dinner is is included on the first day then on the second day you have breakfast um you can have a quick breakfast or or a uh, a buffet breakfast um oh the, and sorry the lunch is also a buffet lunch uh as well uh, so on the second day you have breakfast and then you have lunch either in Batu because I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit, but you you go to Batu for some missions. You can you can go to Docking Bay Seven for for lunch or you can come back and have lunch on on the Star Cruiser. And then you have dinner the second night and on the last day, um, check out is early in the morning. I think it's about I don't know, I think about ten o'clock is is the max checkout time. So your breakfast include is included there too. So you have basically two of everything: two breakfast, two lunch, and, and two dinner. It works out too.
1: Do you want to give your review of the food now or do you want to do it while you're uh, Sure, I mean, so I'd love to hear about the food too.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm going cuz I'm looking at all my photos right now, so I'm going to tell you everything I did basically in order so uh give you my my experience how we lived it. So, yeah, we we had lunch on the first day at, on the buffet and um it was cool. Um uh, the the food quality I thought was was better than the average Disney buffet for sure. Um it's not your typical Um, I don't know, all the food, it's similar to what you would find, but done in a very Star Wars way. I mean, they're, they're prepared. Um, how can I say they all have unique preparations. They, they gave a lot of attention to, to vegan options, plant-based options as well. So if you're, if you're restricted in your diet and in that way, then you'll find tons of options. Um, the best thing, let's see, or I'll show tell you some of the things they had, they had, um. They had a, a type of Caesar salad. They had macaroni and cheese and and chicken. Uh, that um, what are they called? The ones in in Docking Bay, like the yip, tip yip, tip uh, yip.
1: Chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah tip they
0: yip, they, yeah. they had a form of that. They had a flatbread uh, with different cheeses and and vegetables on this one. There was a flatbread uh, bread basically at every meal. I thought. Um, let's see. They had a really cool. Uh, it was like a. I don't even know how to describe it. Okay, you know the in Brazil, uh, during f- uh, food and wine, that bread, the, the cheese bread in Brazil? I don't know if you guys have ever tried that before. Um, well, anyway, they... Yeah, they have the Brazilian cheese bread that they have at food and wine? Exactly. They, it's really, they really had that? dense. Nice. Yeah. No, it's it's not that, but it basically...
1: Similar, yeah.
0: It's, a, it's like a bubble waffle... But the, the consistency is the same of that cheese bread in Brazil, but it's just very, nice. very, very thin. And it comes with like a creamy tomato soup that you can dunk in it. They had um, some crusted salmon. Um, I mean, they had, a, they had a, a good amount of options. I would say each each meal had about, I don't know, 20, about 20 options for different plates. And the way they do it, so it's um, they already come in individual portion sizes. And on your tray, there are three rectangular um, spots on your plate where you can put different things in. So the the individual portions come on on either rectangular plates or square plates. So you can either fit three big uh, plates onto your tray or six little ones or any combination of of the two. And then, of course, if if you want more, you just get up and and get more stuff. Um, Also, the desserts, they had little individual desserts. they had a, they had a lot of cookies that were pretty tasty. They had um, a lot of things with moose, just all prepared. I mean, without seeing the pictures, hard to describe on a podcast. But without seeing, was uh, seeing them, they were all done but like Star Warsy. Or did you feel like it was regular food? No, I thought most of this, most of the food was done pretty well, Star Warsy, definitely. Okay, uh, it's very very similar to like how the preparation is at a place like Docking Bay, uh, Docking Bay Seven. So very similar. There was one that was really good. It was like this. Um, almost like a cream puff, but it wasn't a cream. It wasn't filled with cream. It was filled with peanut butter and jelly. And I thought that was really good. Um, So yeah, basically that was lunch. And then after that, I mean, we, they do a, um, there's a um, mandatory event that everybody gets together in the atrium. And so I would say, I think the, they said on our, on our cruise, there was about 300 guests on board. Um, I would think the max is probably, I don't know, not more than four hundred. I, I couldn't imagine. There's a hundred guest rooms in in the entire hotel. Um, but when for certain events, you're gathered in the atrium with everybody when they're making announcements or when there's a, a show going on, and it was pretty it was pretty packed in there. I would say for with three hundred people. Um, so 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 like,
1: how do you like end up there? Like, do they like like tell you to go? To like everybody get okay. to the atrium? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So basically, different than a regular um resort experience everything is done on the data pad what they call it and so there's an app on your phone that you that you can use but what, what ends up happening is when you get there they give you a bag that has two iphones in it and so they're like blank iphones with nothing else but but the app the disney play app um that has all the the stuff for the star wars experience in there so you log in with your my disney experience account and it's connected to your reservation and so. um you look on that for the the itinerary throughout the whole time you're on the, the you know, your voyage or whatever. Um so in there it says, okay, day one and then the time, one o'clock, and it has or the hours for lunch. And then it'll say from four to four thirty, there's this event, and from four thirty to five, there's this event. And so all of them are are pretty much optional so you can choose which ones you want to go to if there's something you don't want to attend you're not obligated to do it as um, different missions come up throughout the the voyage those missions will end up into your itinerary and so you'll see them pop up so some of the characters will tell you you have to go to this room and talk to this person or you have to go scan these codes and you know and find out what's in this, this secret box and report back to me. And so those will pop up on your itinerary and tell you where to go. If you do them, then you'll get other ones that, that continue to pop up throughout the time. If you don't do them, then they'll they'll just sit there and, and you know, you'll have the next things that, that come down the line. But the more stuff you do, the more your itinerary fills up with events. And I'm assuming
2: you guys went all out, right?
0: We did as as good as as humanly possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it it was hard because I, I was trying to get as much stuff as possible, obviously, for, for the website so I can, you know, relate and experience about everything to to people. But, but honestly, we didn't get to do all of the missions because there's just an infinite amount of them almost. I mean, and a lot of people that we talked to that were also on the same cruise as us, they had completely different missions. So depending on you know it's set up basically where you could go towards the light side and help out the resistance or you could go towards the dark and help the first order or you can kind of play both sides and be in the middle somewhere and so every decision that you that you make with, by doing these missions or not doing them it'll give you other ones and so it I was very very impressed with with how Disney was able to manage all of these activities and all of the events and not have them overlap with the other guests like it was it was very for especially for being the the very first voyage, I thought it was really, really organized, and they did an awesome job like it it seemed like in in every place there was always the right amount of people you know what I mean because if you ended up with with fifty people in a in a really small room, it would have been yeah. you know chaotic and and not worked but they it always ended up being like the right we were in a group of ten or fifteen people and and what was going on around us was 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 right, and then we could see off in the distance a, a different group doing something completely different. A lot of times, working against us in what we were trying to do, which was which was really cool. So, oh, wait, which um, side
1: did you go? Which side did you go on, Ziggy? Which which one did you go for? Uh,
0: well, the I'm dark side. We, we, we help the resistance. I mean, we're good. We're good guys over here. We, <laughs> Thank you. you now we, we're not shady. We don't do the underhanded stuff. So you know, <laughs> we try to keep it on the up and up and, and we help the resistance. You chose so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so basically from, um, right. The first thing that happened was there was an event, uh, they call it the muster and it was the captain, um, and the Oh man, uh, I forget what she was called. The uh, the captain was there, giving like her her opening the, speech for it's the for cruise the director, right? There you go, there you go. You were there? No, I,
3: <laughs> I I've watched some of the videos, so I've, I I got exactly. a little bit of the gist. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So the the cruise director, so she was there, uh, and they explain what, what it's all about, and they give you the rundown about about the mission. They're they're in the story pretty good, and then um, you meet some of the other characters, the mechanic. Um, you meet. The, the droids that are on there. And then you also meet the, uh, the first order Lieutenant Lieutenant Croy. And so he basically comes on with some of his stormtroopers and is like, I, uh, I'm going to bust up this, you know, this cruise because there's a you know, rebel sp- or a resistant spies on, on, on board and we're going to find out who it is. And so he's basically the, the one that's over overseeing everything to make sure, you know, to try to figure out who these spies are you know, the whole time. And at the same time, the, the, the characters that are working for the resistance are trying to do things behind his back and, and to get rid of him. Uh, so they, that was really cool. Um, so the first real big event that we had was our bridge ops training. And so I, I'm sure you guys have seen videos of this either before or after. So basically you go out onto the bridge, which is the control ship or the control area of, of the ship. And um, they give you an explanation of the the four different areas. Um, there's a, and now I can't remember all four. Of them. There's defense. There's the ones that uh, attack the incoming ships, and then there there's one that I forget the name of it, but it's, they collect cargo. And then there's a fourth one that I'm not remembering at this moment. But anyway, you basically are each at your station. I would say there's about 50 people in the in the room. It's a, it's a very very big room, and there's different uh, controls. Con- control stations throughout and you're looking out through the big huge space windows and you're doing the missions as they're as they're training you you know to handle because later on um what you learn in the bridge ops uh comes in handy to carry out actual missions so it's kind of a you know to to get people used to to the controls how everything works um i thought that i thought it was a lot cooler than it looked than it looked like on the video i thought it looked kind of cheesy before going but it was actually pretty fun um and you're playing video games basically but it was pretty it was very well done i thought uh, How i they think damon
1: it. has called it space invaders uh previously
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's hard like i said before to with that many people when you're having to organize everything together obviously you can't do something that like you can't play a video game that you would be playing you know by yourself or, or whatever but um uh, it was cool. It, it was, it was, it was engaging and very fun because at the same time you have the captain in there and she's, you know, getting very animated, explaining to you what's, what's happening. And have you guys ever done the, um, the, the light building experience at Sabi's?
1: Oh, the, the lightsaber building? No, I have not done it.
0: Have you done I don't it? Damon think Trevor or Trevor? Or Damon. No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, how, cause I was going to say it's basically for anybody who has done that, It's a, it's a really, it's hard to explain if you haven't done it, but it it really puts you into the story, uh, again, of, of being there, that the, the people that do the lightsaber building or the cast members are really, really good at, at involving you and and selling it to you. And so this basically was two days of that straight. So not just 15 or 20 minutes, but, but that, so all of the, all of the characters, uh, were, were awesome. They were very, very engaging, um, they got really into it. There wasn't one moment where, where they were getting out of character or anything. So, um, yeah. So that was awesome. Definitely one of the highlights.
1: Did you, um, uh, you felt like they, uh, I, cause I, I know, uh, and I, I know Damon uh, was saying before that he felt like watching some of the videos that maybe the actors weren't very good, but did you feel like they acted well? I mean, you, do you feel like it was like you were watching an improv class or like,
0: yeah, as, as sometimes, I mean, obviously they're, some of them were better than others, I would say the lieutenant lieutenant croy was the first he was awesome he was he was hilarious too. he was very very evil and he he did an awesome job um Some of them, maybe some of the regular crew members weren't weren't the absolute greatest, but they were very enthusiastic. I'll say that and they they gave it their all, so some of them were obviously better than others um, let's see we at that point, after after we did that, oh, after we did that, we did the um, the lightsaber training. So I don't know if have you guys seen pictures or videos of yeah, that. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> it, again, <laughs> ev- ev- everything is is a lot cooler when you're at, when you're there doing it in person. Uh, I'll just say that you can't. You people can't, have shields, though, right? Like, what is that about? You do, you do, because I think I think a lot of that is to keep people engaged because since because the way the way they do it is there there are four or five stations on the wall that are that are shooting the beams the lasers that you have to block so they put people in the front row that are going to be blocking then everybody else is lined up behind them so i think with the shields is to give people in the back something to do so they're not just standing there doing nothing obviously the 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 cooler part is when you have the lightsaber and you're blocking it but um again our, our guy that was the 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 trainer the the lightsaber trainer i thought he was really he was really really good he he sold the story really well to us and and he was really he really made you feel it um again it's some of the things were were a little bit cheesy, but when you're there doing it, it 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 doesn't feel as nearly as cheesy i don't know you just have to trust me on it 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 was really it was fun it was fun definitely a lot cooler than Than what I thought it was. Was there was there
2: like a winner though? Like was there the best lightsaber person, or could like a normal human being block them all?
0: Eh, I would say that a a normal person can block, not maybe not all of them, but seventy five percent or eighty of them. I would say. But there was there like a running
2: tally or no?
0: No, there that I I do think that would have been cooler if there was some kind of score system. That would definitely make it more engaging. Definitely. Um, So there, there wasn't anything like that, unfortunately. Um. Yeah. Any okay? Any questions on on that? I
1: mean, so like the the experience itself, though, you, you really enjoyed uh, for the lightsaber training. Is that is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. It wasn't that wasn't my favorite part of the whole thing, but it, I liked it. I definitely liked it, and it was a lot cooler than I thought it was going to be. Because again, okay. when you're when you're there and they're 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 telling you, you know, how how you're one with the force, and they're really they're really selling it to you, good. It, it it's cool it is cool. Um, so there were a lot of other smaller activities and events going on. Um, so though I would say those, those two with the bridge and the lightsaber are like the two main ones you definitely want to do. Um, there are a lot of other smaller ones. There's like, uh, droid racing. Um, there's Ooh, that,
2: wait, wait, that sounds cool. What's that?
0: Well, I mean, it, it's basically there's winners, right?
2: There is. Uh, <laughs> see, that's why that's cool. <laughs>
0: David needs to have a winner
1: and a loser. You can't yeah. just do Absolutely. something for fun, right? Yeah. No. It, <laughs> well,
0: I I agree with that for the most part. I do agree. That's that's why you know I have I always give my wife a hard time because and my friends here in Italy because obviously in Italy soccer is the is the number one sport. But to me, it, I just hate how it ends sometimes in a tie. And then you just go home and there's no winner. And so I, I understand what Damon is, is talking about. But like, So I, I know you didn't do the droid racing, but were there yeah.
2: prizes or anything like that? Was there anything you could do
0: where you got something? Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. No. Where you win something? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was um, – so, I mean, the droid racing is basically the droids from the droid depot uh that you that you race around they put up like columns but it's mostly for 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 kids i mean i, I yeah, didn't actually i'm, I'm I didn't, doing that if i go i'm doing that okay okay i'm just gonna start pushing those kids out of the way i'm droid racing <laughs> one of the things they had um was a, they had like a bingo something basically like star wars bingo so where you have to find different uh, they call it the numbers and you're looking for different planets um they have uh basically a catwalk for for Star Wars, like for people that are dressed up in their in their cosplay, that can walk down and, and everybody everybody watches them, and it's kind of like a you know a runway show or whatever, to, for them to show off their, their their outfits. Um, let's see, what are some of that? There's there's dancing. There was dance lessons. Um, so I mean, very very cruise like. If you've been on a lot of cruise, a lot of the things were what you would how, find on a cruise. How was how was
1: the dinner show?
0: Okay, I was like so, that whole thing?
1: Because I heard there's a lot of cool stuff that happens during dinner.
0: Definitely, yeah. The dinner again was was a lot better than when I thought it was going to be too. Um, the meal itself w- was very good. Um, they bring there's three different courses. Um, and, and everything, everything was as much as you want. You can, you can get more too. So if you, you're not going to need to, because they give you a lot of food already with the courses, but we ordered extra stuff. We ordered off the kids menu too, even though we didn't have any kids with us just to see what everything was like. And, you know, no problem doing that. Um, the food quality was, was better than, than the lunch, but again, focused on doing, doing the food in interesting star Wars way. So, um, what are those, um, Oh, dang. What are those, the, the really popular oh, the bao buns, the ones that at satouli can canteen. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Get, they have a version of that star Wars or three different ones that they bring out. They have, um, let's see. Uh, they have other bowls the first night with I'm looking at the picture right now. It looks like, uh, something that would be similar to general Sao's chicken. They have one with, with shrimp and a butter sauce. They have different vegetables, rice, then they have a beef tenderloin with uh, mashed potatoes, basically again all done kind of in a Star Wars way. Then, after at a certain point in in the show or in the dinner, at about halfway through, uh, the entertainment comes out. So Gaia, is, I'm sure you've seen, is the the galactics you know superstar. She's the version of of whoever is really popular nowadays, because I don't I don't keep in, in touch <laughs> with with the uh, modern music. But um, so she comes in t- onto the ship. And, um, actually the way she got into the ship was we, we are, my group helped her because that was one of our things we did in the bridge training ops. We, we brought her safely. We had to go to where she was on the planet and then we had to bring her safely onto the ship. So she made it on. And, uh, so she starts singing and I would say she did about, I don't know. I want to say about six songs. Um, some of them were very high energy where people, Everybody was standing up and dancing in the in the dining room. She had everybody going really well. I thought uh, the energy in there was was awesome. Um, are they like original songs, or are
1: they like something
0: you would know? They're all original. Yeah, they're all. I assume I,
1: they'd be original because why would you like have a song from like Earth and you know in that right? so like that'd be definitely, weird. So. Definitely no.
0: They're they're all done with you know stuff going on even in the Star Wars universe. I'm sure she mentions different things like that because there's nothing, not just regular lyrics too that that you would normally hear. Um, so yeah, in, in general, again, when I saw that online, when they had that video that they quickly took offline because everybody was saying negative stuff about it and and making fun of her, I was like going into it thinking, Oh man, you know, what is this going to be like? This is going to be super cheesy. But again, I I liked it a lot and everybody was, was getting into the music. So I think she did a great job, definitely high, high energy. Um, from there, oh yeah, and from there, there are different events that happen. Like they take uh, Chewbacca into custody during the dinner, and so they bring him out and they they parade him through the through the uh, dining room. The stormtroopers have him uh, under custody, and and later on, uh, one of the missions that that some people have is is to break him out of custody from from being with, from the stormtroopers or whatever. They throw him into like a little uh, into a little jail cell, basically, and so some people have to go break him out. So it ties into the story there. Um, let's see. From there, at this point, I was pretty wiped out. And, and after – oh, there's a show after dinner uh, back in the atrium. And then, you know, we, we were wiped. So that was the end of the night. And so the, the only one thing I'll say as a, as a complaint um, was that for people that do want to do more stuff, after dinner because i think we were in so dinner is done in two different uh two turns so ours was the eight o'clock there's an earlier one i think it was five thirty or six and then ours was the eight o'clock so eight to nine thirty and then after nine thirty like i said there was a brief show up until 10 o'clock in the atrium and then that was basically it so you could go still go in the lounge um which i i haven't mentioned yet but um off the atrium there's a there's a, a bar so it's a similar idea to Ogus Cantina, but a lot smaller and not done in the hmm, Ogus Cantinas. How can you describe it? It's it's more in the Tatooine style. This is way more elegant, way more upscale. Um,
3: more coruscant.
0: Yeah, more coruscant, and that was really good too. The the theming in there was really cool. Um, the drinks were. Just as good as Ogas Cantina drinks, maybe better. Some of them I, I really, really liked. Um, and so, anyway, after dinner and stuff, you could go in there, and I believe it was open until midnight or until one. But if you wanted to keep doing missions and things like that, you, there wasn't anything to do. So that was one complaint that I would say. Um, but for for me, it was fine because I was I was beat anyway. Um, so yeah, that was basically the first day. Uh, the second day. So what happens is everybody gets scheduled um, a transport mission to Batuu over in Galaxy's Edge. So ours was scheduled, I think, about 8.30, 8.30 or 9. So they walk you over to the loading dock. They put you on a transport, which I'm sure you guys know is basically a box truck. <laughs> but but the But you didn't the, know it was
1: a box truck, right? No, nah, like no,
0: nah, you would yeah. you would never you would never know. That was another thing everybody was was really making fun of that online stuff. But when you're in there you don't you don't see it's a box truck and and the inside is done up really, really well. So it's definitely Star Wars looking and and you you know, you feel like you're in the story. I I, I didn't think it broke it broke the story at all. It would obviously I was hoping before the plans were completely announced that there would be some kind of, I don't know, cool passageway over to galaxy's edge, some kind of futuristic tunnel or something, which would have been cool. But obviously we know that would have been way more expensive and and they weren't going to do something like that. So, but it was, it was still cool. Um, When you get to galaxy's edge, so they give you a pin that you put on your, on your shirt, and it identifies you as being on the galactic star cruiser. And so the cast members in galaxy's edge also interact with you in a different way knowing that you're on there and you're and you're part of doing missions and stuff. So uh, one of our missions was to go to Ogus Cantina and get some information, descramble some codes and and the, the host at the at the front door where, where they take your name was the one that we had to talk to to, to give us the information. Um, they send you around different areas in, in Batu. Uh, where there are there are crates with uh, barcodes on them that you scan again with your with your datapad that they tell you information. Um, so you, okay, you guys know on on Smuggler's Run how you guys have to steal the coaxium uh, for yep. for Hondo. Mm-hmm. So now what happens is you, you're supposed to smuggle some of that back onto the Galactic Star Cruiser. And so some of the people we did, we weren't assigned that, but some of the other people that that we talked to were assigned that. And it plays into the story later on. You see the coaxium on, on the galactic star cruiser at the, at the very end. And so,
1: so so is the ride different or is it just, it just fits into the story?
0: No, the ride isn't, isn't different. It's the same ride. But again, if when you go there, they they're, they're telling you like why it's important that you're going there to steal this, to steal this coaxium.
3: So you get the context of, Sm- like before and after smugglers run basically
0: it's, exactly yeah okay exactly so um and then there were rise of the resistance there wasn't really anything different there are some things though that i mean again you, they tell you go to rise of and scan this and they're going to give you this information that you need to bring back to us so you do that but it didn't that didn't change the ride either uh, when you do it um one of the, the pluses is both of the rides you get lightning lanes for so you don't have to wait in line for for either of them. You just you can walk on, uh, which we didn't didn't have a problem doing. Um, it obviously doesn't doesn't justify the uh, the high cost of the experience. You don't do it for that, but it is nice that obviously you don't have to wait in line for for an hour or two hours or whatever to go on rise of resistance. Um, so I would say in total we were in Galaxy's Edge for about two hours. I would say, um, and of course if you're doing if you're doing the lightsaber building or the droid building or anything like that, then you can also, you can also do that. But we had already done that in the past so there was no need to do that. We wanted to get back on onto the ship, uh, in time for lunch. So instead of, again, instead of eating in galaxy's edge, we chose the the buffet obviously, because you can always eat it eating galaxy's edge. Um, and we also, I know some people were also asking me, um, about, should you do other things in Hollywood studios that day? Because you can go to other areas of Hollywood studios, but again, why would you do it? Because it's, it's a, it's a waste. I mean, you want to spend the most amount of time on the ship, you know, being involved in the story and being involved in the missions, not riding tower of terror, you know, that you've probably already done 20 times in the past. <laughs> um, that makes sense. So, yeah. So basically, so that was our, our trip there. And what we got, when we got back on, basically we had the whole, Afternoon from let's say after lunch. The lunch was, it was very similar to the first to the first lunch as I explained. Um, you know, small small plates. They're all different. Um, again, I mean, every, the quality overall was was really really good of the of the of the food. Um, and then, so for the rest of the afternoon, it's open. So I mean, you can you can do missions. Um, you can just go have a drink. You can relax if you want to. Um, and of course, the way they schedule it is you might have more time on the first day or you might have more time on the second day free um, without the, the events that they schedule for you, like the lightsaber training and the bridge ops. Not everybody did it on the first day. Some people do it on the second day. And so when when you do do it uh, in the diff- on the different days or in different time slots, the story that they tell you when you're in there is, is totally different. So, so that's cool um and so it basic-
1: seems like there's like a lot of different like because i know i damon one of the things you brought up a couple of times is like all this stuff getting spoiled by the internet right like but yeah, it so, seems like there's a lot of different things that
2: can be but done, if you like- but if you were to go like is there a reason for you to go on again
0: okay so i mean i'll say this yeah obviously it, it for me personally i mean it's it's a lot of money i don't have you know tons of disposable income that i can just drop on on going there anytime i want so so me personally, I won't go back. At, you know, at least for a few years. Um, obviously, if you if you've done this story, it is different every time you go on it. I've talked to people that have been been to it twice already, actually. But and, different how though? Like how different? Well, because because the thing is, is when you're doing the, all these different missions, um, you're seeing things from your perspective, but everybody else that's on there is is getting a totally different perspective i mean obviously the overarching story what happens in the big scenes that everybody sees doesn't change but all the missions in between and in the little parts of the story that the that you do get to see is different every time because depending on what you choose you're going to end up with different doing different stuff each time does that make sense so yeah obviously is it is that enough to make me want to go back anytime soon i'm not just because again i don't have you know enough money to to do that. I wish I did. A lot of the people that that I talked to that were on there, though, everybody was like, "Oh, this was so awesome! I want to do it again." I mean, that was the the feedback that I got from a lot of people that that we were on there with. Um, so, if, if, they, if it costs
1: less, you would do it again fairly soon. Like, if it costs a lot less,
0: if maybe. it costs if it costs less, I, I would do it again. Yeah, it's not the thing. Is is like you can't look at the, at the Galactic Star Cruiser as something that you're going to do every year. This it's not it's not like, you know, your your yearly trip to to the beach club or whatever. And you're you're not going to do that. It's not what it's about. It's it's just about having a really really awesome experience probably one time in your life and that and and that's it. For most people that whoever's fortunate enough to be able to go, that's that's all it'll probably be. The only thing that would make me want to go again, you know, in the next 5 or 10 years would be is if they change the story which I think they, they easily could do. So if they introduced new characters and they completely changed it, then I, w- I would be on board for, for doing it again. What
2: was the coolest character you you thought?
0: Uh, I think Lieutenant Croy was was the best. Even though even though I was for the Resistance and he was the First Order of it, he cracked me up, man. He, he was really, really evil and, and really, really sarcastic and funny at the same time. I thought the actor that did it for us was was awesome. I, so again, I, I think that also changes from cruise to cruise because already for the second cruise i looked at the pictures online of people that were doing it and the actors were totally different so they weren't the same ones as, as what we had all of them were different which makes sense obviously if they can't have one you know one singer or one lieutenant because if that person gets sick then you know they're out of luck. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's almost like you know, like the the great movie ride was, or or the Jungle Cruise is, where like you're you're how good the ride is is very dependent on how good that cast member is and how engaged that cast member was, right? So exactly, exactly. Yeah.
0: And and from my, I can't speak for the other cruises, obviously, but for ours, everybody was was top notch, and that was one thing. You know, because that's something that from. Uh, I've been going to Disney since I was born, basically. And so cast members for most of that time have been one of the highlights of, of the trip. That is really what makes Disney stand out over other places. When you have a really awesome cast member they, t- they and they take really good care of you, then it becomes a way more enjoyable experience. And And that's what this was, was everybody was 100% on. It was like going to to the parks or going to you know one of the regular resorts and when you get that interaction with the cast members and and that just makes your day and you're like wow that was really really good it's worth the money to come here to disney that was how we felt but with everybody on the on the star cruisers that make sense yeah So, so
1: like what was the coolest experience like what was the coolest thing that you did while you were on there that you were like wow this is awesome
0: so anytime Anytime like the, the big show scenes happened were my favorite parts. Um, so I told you how we did the the bridge training before. So that gets you ready later when there's an actual, when the ship is either under attack or in our case, we had to help Ray get onto the ship. So we had to clear the way from the, um, the first order fighters that were attacking the ship and and we helped. We were uh, talking with with Ray uh, through the intercom uh, up on the screen or whatever. And so we were getting her safely onto the ship. Uh, when when Ray actually got onto the ship, we were down in the hallways with her, helping her hide from the stormtroopers um, and going from you know room to room or whatever to, to complete the mission that, that she was there to do. Um, and then the last the last scene uh, of the experiences at the very very end uh, after everything. Everybody gathers in, in the uh, atrium, and basically Kylo Ren comes out, and him and Ray have a big lightsaber battle uh, up there on on the second level in the atrium, and to me, that was the highlight because that was like being in a Star Wars movie to me. Uh, you got the music going for, like the, from the Star Wars movies, and a lot of the the, the effects that were happening were, were really realistic. Uh, I thought the whole thing was was very intense and engaging, and then there were a couple um, there were a couple of moments like surprises throughout the battle. Like the whole time, one of the uh, like the mechanic who's actually a good guy, but he was pretending to help the first order because he had no choice. He ended up revealing himself like he was hiding in one of the stormtrooper outfits the whole time, and and so he that was like a big reveal. And so to me, that whole thing was just awesome because everybody. You know, like when you're at a concert, a really good concert, and everybody's cheering and getting into the music, and and you can just feel that energy. That's how it was in the room. Everybody was just really into the energy uh, with the story and what was going on. So, to me, that was my favorite was my favorite part.
1: All right. Well, do we do we have any other questions for Ziggy? I mean, that's a pretty comprehensive review. I, I don't know if you've changed Damon's mind or Trevor's mind about going, but <laughs> I, I never said I was not going. That's true. I mean, you were just you were wavering a little bit. You weren't yeah, sure, right? Yeah. So No, it it hasn't. Oh, sorry, Trevor. Go ahead.
3: I, I was just going to say. I mean, I mean, you know, Ziggy, everything you're saying. Um, I, I kind of was getting the feeling that yeah, the, like th- what the video show does not represent how it is when you're you're physically there, and I get that. Um, for me, I think, you know, I, I agree with you. It sounds like something that, um, you know, I've, I've talked about it with my family and we'll probably do it maybe next year or sometime later. Um, just cause yeah, like you said, it's, it's a lot of money and, and I totally get that, but uh, I'm glad that it sounds like you, you know, do you feel that, uh, you know, I, I know you were kind of, um, you know, following the, the news and the, the, the coverage around it. Um, Did it ultimately live up to your hype, I guess, or what you felt
0: was the right level of hype for it? To me, it definitely exceeded my expectations for sure. Okay. So, (laughs) I mean, the the thing is, because I totally, I don't know. I mean, Damon, what is your... What is your main knock against it? It just looks cheesy or it's too much cheesy. money? Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's it it hasn't changed my mind at all. Like I said, I think the only thing that's going to help me is they make mandatory um costumes. That, then it might be a little bit more interesting. But, like, you walked around, like, just in T-shirts, right? Like, to me, that – I don't know. But, you know, you had an interesting because yours was the first one. So did more people dress up because it was the first one? Did they dress up every single day, like –
0: yeah, I can't. I can't speak for the other ones. Obviously, after how much they're yeah. dressed up on on mine, it it was like eighty percent or more were were dressed up. So, the the vast majority were dressed up, which really I thought the, the, I, the few people like myself, I don't think could really pull you out of the the immersion of the story. It was pretty, you know, the the vast yeah, majority and- were. And I wish
2: that that was just something that was mandatory. I think that would make me feel better. I still am not on board with the lightsaber stuff. I just think there was a missed opportunity. You know, as I was telling Trevor and Tom, I feel like, you know, some sort of VR with like the glasses, you know, the blaster shield things over your eyes like they did in the movies would have been way better. Um, I- I'm not sold on that. Like I get that it's probably better than it looks, but i'm just not sold on the missiony stuff like there was nothing that like seemed like it was super cool even escape roomy level it feel felt more like because i was watching some videos of people just kind of you know doing puzzles where they're pushing pipes like i don't know man like i just i just feel like it was a missed opportunity for a lot of the stuff that's all
0: yeah i'm I'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that it's the perfect experience because i agree with you some of the stuff like what you're describing with the, the lightsabers, it it could be cooler than what it was. But it definitely was way better than what I ever thought yeah. it was, was gonna be. Um mm-hmm. I again i my whole thing, which um I haven't I haven't written up my, my full review on it, but what I will say because the, the biggest question that people want to know is, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth the money? And first of all, like I said, it's something that you're gonna do probably just once in your life. So it's not something that, that you can keep doing over and over again, but, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's a one-time experience that that's really, really awesome. And, and also you can't really look at it from, um, you know, of course you can go to the grand Floridian for how many nights and pay the same amount of money. Like ours was about $5,000. So I don't know how many nights that would buy you. That would buy you what? About seven, about a week maybe, or in in yeah something like that yeah yeah or you or you can get anyway you can probably get a whole week's vacation at a cheaper resort you know for for that but you know disney obviously doesn't care about uh, the thing that i feel bad about is that a lot of people aren't able to do it financially which which does really stink because i know there's a lot of way bigger star wars fans than myself out there that would probably love to do it they just they just can't afford it um, and I feel really bad about that, but unfortunately Disney, you know, Disney doesn't care about that. They're just worried about the, the few people that can do it and, and making a, a cool experience for them. I, you know, I feel a lot of the people that that have given it hate are just the people that haven't actually been on it. like all, all of the people that I, uh, that I was on the actual ship with, I didn't see one person that was negative and not having a good time. And I saw a lot of other bloggers and vloggers and different people in the star in the disney uh community like like myself and like you guys that that put out content and some of them are known to be pretty negative people about disney and even they were having a good time and and enjoying the experience so it kind of doesn't annoy me but it it does kind of it does kind of annoy me when people are just like oh you know that's it's not worth the money or it's not fun and stuff well you got to try it in order to, to see if if you actually don't like it. And and everybody that I talked to that was on there, they said, I asked them, would you go again? They said, absolutely. I would, I would love to do this again. It was so much fun. So, I mean, to me that, that, that right there speaks, speaks for itself. So I liked it. I thought it was a great experience. If you, if you can do it, if you can afford it, obviously I, I wouldn't recommend, you know, mortgaging your house to, to go, to go do it. But if you have the disposable income and you know, uh, a Mercedes isn't for everybody, or a Porsche. Not everybody can afford those either. I can't, I can't afford that, but I, I know that there are people that can afford those, and so to them it's worth it. To me, it's not worth it <laughs> to get one. But you know,
3: that that's that, a very that's good point. You know, I, I, I don't want a Mercedes, but I do want to go on the Star Cruiser.
0: <laughs> so I, w- I would just say to everybody, you know, if you really, but again, it's not worth it if you're not a big Star Wars fan, and if you're not willing to, to put yourself out there. And interact with with people. I mean, we we met a lot of cool people uh, doing the missions together. So a lot of you know friends that we've even been able to connect with uh, through email and stuff like that after. Um, and so if, if you're not a social person, if you don't like interacting with people or being part of things in a in a social environment like that, then yeah, you probably won't have the greatest time. But if you if you're willing to put yourself out there and you're willing to to get involved and really sell yourself into the story, then to me, it's, it's
1: definitely worth it. All right. Well, anything else we want to ask Ziggy before we cover some other topics about uh, Star Cruiser?
2: I'm good. Thanks, Ziggy. As, as always, appreciate having you on and uh, giving your opinion. Yeah, yeah no problem. Really appreciate no problem. the insights. <laughs> well, to. and of
1: course, Ziggy, you sit, you could stay with us for the rest of the show here for all these topics, right? We're not kicking you off yet. So <laughs> Sure. I'll, I'll hang out.
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So let's go ahead and do our ad.
3: Um, All right, so uh, Monera Financial, uh, Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with the longest terms available at 12 years, the option of no credit check, instant approval, low down payments, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract on the resale market, go check out their quick online quote first. You may be surprised just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to MoneroFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know the Welcome Home sent you. All
1: right. So now we're now we're going to talk about what we already kind of started talking about, right? So out of the blue, <laughs> DVC <laughs> announces that they're going to build uh, new, new uh, units at uh, the Polynesian, which my first reaction to this was... Where in the world are they going to put that? Right, so because mm-hmm. there's really no room, right? And then I was like, okay, well, there's all these rumors that uh, what was the Spirit of Aloha is going to go go away, and there's some space where that building is. So if that's going to go away, they're just going to tear that building down and build it right there. But it doesn't even really feel like that big of a piece of land for them to do it, but. It, that's where they're putting it I mean there's there, no other place to put it
3: so. yeah so so that I mean that that's over going towards the Grand Floridian so there is actually a fairly large section there that is basically just a walkway at the moment so
1: but you're but you're restrained by the monorail behind it though, right so like it can yeah, only build so far back yeah correct but uh, but this but
3: if you look at the pictures for this though this is going to be a much larger building than anything else. In the area like it's it's not going to be wide it's going yeah. to be a vertical it's gonna be tall tower yeah
1: yeah yeah so it's gonna be right on the water there uh from what i've seen and what from like dvc news is reporting they like dvc news did like a, a full-on like analysis of just the one piece of concept art like and and really like zoomed in on stuff and they're they're saying it should be like 10 floors based on the uh based on what this is showing and their their guess is about 200 or 250 villas um and then you know it looks like there's going to be every kind of room type in there uh you know with grand villas and and possibly a, a new rush well i think they might have even said there was going to be a new restaurant but it looks like there's going to be a new restaurant and a bar maybe um you know so it, i think a lot of the questions that are coming out of this though of course and we talked about this right so will it be part of the existing poly condo association the answer is we don't know Right. So we, we don't know if it's going to be like Grand Floridian, but like we said before, they did when they announced Grand Floridian, they came right out and said that the, the new DVC rooms would join the existing condo association. Right. So and they didn't say that in this in this uh, press release. So I don't know. Part of me thinks that this is going to be separate. And that's why what I said earlier. But I, I do kind of think that they might. Yeah, the
3: I, I think the big difference here is that the 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 add on to the Grand Floridian was um repurposing a a pre-existing building. So I, I think it's a little bit easier, you know, that it's all mental gymnastics from them, of course. Exactly, of course. Yeah. Um but you know, it's easier for them to say no we're, we're just repurposing a building for for DVC. If they're building net new, it's it's a lot easier to say, "Hey, this is a new um offering or a new Resort, you know, even though it is attached to the, to the poly, it'll be, you know, similar to Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek as you, you know, you've got the, the older Boulder Ridge. And then when they built Copper Creek, it was like, Hey, this is new, you know, we're building a new, new DVC. Well, it was or, the
1: existing rooms already in the in Wilder's Lodge but they just like redid them. I think yeah, it's maybe different cuz they built the cabins as part of Copper Creek, right? So yeah, I get well yeah, yeah
3: that's what I mean is that yeah they you know yeah. they they built something new and so they could justify it as yeah. as you know, a hey, new we're, resort. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're adding something new here even though yeah I know the, the line does get a little fuzzy there but um you know obviously Disney can they can play it either way they want and 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 here's here's something that's uh kind of ugly about it is that um you know if they go the same way as riviera and i i I can't imagine them doing this with the poly or it it wouldn't be very attractive but they could they could put the same restrictions on it that they do riviera basically saying you know if you if you buy direct here you you know you can use it like any other dvc but if you buy uh resale it has limitations which i mean honestly that's not the worst place to have those limitations. But um, yeah, it it makes for a very confusing line because then you're talking about, are you buying Polynesian? Are you buying new Polynesian? And there's a bit of a trap there, right?
1: Well, and there's already enough, like, Did you buy before this date? Did you, you know, like just with all the benefits and everything, you know, it just, it gets a little, a little hazy. I mean, I do tend to think that any new resort they built at this point, they're going to throw that same resale restriction on. That's just my guess, but I, I don't know, but uh, you know, I, I know a lot of the talk here too. And I, and Damon kind of said it it is, is about the design too, right? (laughs) I don't, don't, what did Damon call it? The poly Marriott or something like that. It's
0: terrible. Terrible. I agree with Damon. Yeah. You don't like, you don't like it either no i mean it just looks so generic to me it looks like the exact same building that they're doing over at uh, disneyland that new tower it looks just like the reflections i mean they all look the same couldn't they have, couldn't they have come up with something a little bit different something more <laughs> traditionally polynesian i mean wh- I, why why not it's, it's just the cost it's just the, it's going to cost more to do that and they, they've already had plans built up for buildings that look just like this so hey let's throw that in there i mean that's my opinion
3: uh I feel, I, I know what you're talking about, Ziggy, and I've definitely, I, I've seen this where, where Disney, you, you know, they, they definitely like to repurpose stuff, right? You know, and, and especially if they're planning to build something in Disneyland and Disney World. So, so you know, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to waste resources on, you know, building two unique things, right? They'll, they'll try and repurpose you know, design and, and all that kind of stuff. I will say, yeah, the the, the whole thing about the Marriott, it, the, this this actually looks more to me like, it looks like a hotel in Hawaii, which, you know, is still Polynesian, yeah. but it's a hotel in Hawaii, right? Like, you know, those... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's not the best design.
1: <laughs> I, I don't dislike... You know, listen, I don't dislike it. At first I saw it and I was like, okay, well, this is going to feel a little... Uh outside of like the Polynesian theme, right? And then I you know, I saw some people pointing to like the original plans for the Polynesian, which was what they have now, but also a very large tower that's kinda like stepped up and like Yeah, uh, that, that you
3: know, massive building that was yeah. to be the yeah.
1: Yeah, and 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 I look at that concept art and I see some similarities, right? But like and part of it is I think, you know, like the the plants growing on the outside of the building, like that kind of look. Um, and, and even when they zoom in on some of this stuff, like if you look at what DVC news did, where they like really zoomed in on some of the concept art, there's some little detail work that feel very Polynesian like, but I get it though. Like looking at the very, like just from the, from the far away view, it's, it, it does feel very generic. Right. But like I said, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the detail work here, like with the, the stuff growing on the buildings, there's some like empty space with just like plants in them and, and, you know, yeah, like just a some hanging of the,
3: garden kind of yeah, yeah.
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's some interesting things here. And I mean, I, you know, it's also just concept art, right? So there's, there's that, it, it could very well change quite a bit. Um, But you know, they, they did some interesting things here on, on DVC news, kind of breaking this down and uh, you know, take taking a look at what this is uh, really going to look like. Uh, but you know, again, it's also like, it's also like, this is concept art, right? So some of this is going to change. Um, But, I mean, I'm even just looking at, like, the balconies, like, just kind of some of the design, like, the shapes of the woodwork, like, very similar to a lot of the symbols you already see in the poly, you know what I mean? Like, the way that they have some of the slats put together. Um, And so, like, some of that, so some, I looked at it and I saw as, like, okay, this looks similar to, uh, you know, some of the concepts that they are taking from the original concept art for the resort, which, you know, if you look at those original concept concept pieces, right? Like the, the big tower does kind of look out of place, right? It doesn't really feel like it fits. Uh, and that is what they were at, at the, at initially, like, if you look at the initial like pitch book for like Disney world, they were, they were advertising that as, as a Hawaiian resort, right? Like as a resort you would see in Hawaii. Right. So, um, to your point, Trevor, like what you were saying, this is, looks like a resort you would see in Hawaii. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, my other question, though, too, this is gonna be, this is gonna sit really close to the monorail line. Like, there's no way they build another, mo- like, a, a, a dedicated monorail station for this, right? Because the Poly one is so close. I can't imagine they would build another
3: one. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense for if the, if they were going to put a stop in between there. It's it, it makes the monorail way more inefficient than than what it yeah, is. I agree. Yeah, you, you basically would have like three stops all back to back. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing too, it, it, like, like I know you're talking about, you know, the original design, everything. The thing though that, that gets me about this is that it will dwarf the exist, like the Polynesian as it stands right now. This thing is going to dwarf it. Like it'll, it'll be almost it a be, mirror yeah. to, uh, to the contemporary. Yeah. You think about it. Cause like the contemporary is a, a large building. And so you'll you'll have another one kind of, um, o- almost opposite side of the the lagoon from the contemporary. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and they mentioned that the main tower here, you know, is is looking like it's going to be ten floors, and then the side wings are going to be like six floors. It looks like. Um, I'm guessing there's going to be some grand villas in that main building, but I, I guess my question for you, Trevor, as a Poly fan, right? Like, are you excited about this? Because you can get some other room types and, and potentially if it's within the same condo association, you know, you'll have 11 month booking at these, res- you know, it, it, depending if they do that, if they don't do the same one, then, you know, so, um, okay. So let, let yeah, let's, let's
3: split those up. First of all, am I excited for this? Um, yes, I am. I, I'm, okay. I'm excited to see them adding more to this. Uh, not so much for me though, because like I said earlier, I don't need one bedroom or two bedroom, uh, resorts. Sorry, excuse me. Um, the, it, but I'm glad that they're giving more options because, yeah, you know, the poly hasn't had a lot of options. And I think giving people more opportunities to get what they want there is a great thing. Um, even though it doesn't affect me directly. If they choose to add this onto the poly, that's a great bonus. You know, I may look at, at booking a room in one of these, uh, in, in one of those rooms just to see how it is.
1: I was but, gonna ask if like if you had your choice, would you <laughs> rather go the original Polly or go to the new one, you know? I mean well, given I would, we don't know what the rooms are going to look like, right? So we don't really know a lot yet. I, I would still
3: stay in Morea in the Polly. Um okay, fair enough. That, that is I, I like I like the location of Morea and this is not this is not going to convince me to stop staying there. Because, fair it, enough, fair it, enough. It, like, I, I like being right next to the TTC and, yeah. and all of that with the existing, uh, poly resorts. So, um, yeah, like I said, my personal situation, it doesn't change a lot for me other than, you know, I'll be curious to see what it's about. Even if I have to, you know, if I don't get the 11 month window, um, and I have to book it at seven months, you know, no big deal to me. It, it's, um, more options is better though. It, it just makes yeah. it, it makes it better for everybody, right? So I'm all for that.
1: Well, yeah, because it could pull some people away from just the the studios that usually stay at in Morea, right? So yeah, it gives more options. Like that's that's what it comes down to. So yeah, I, I don't mind the design. I know, like I, I saw somebody on Facebook call it a monstrosity, which made me laugh. But <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, think it's fine. I mean, it's
3: there. <laughs> there's no hotel you can build that won't be. It won't like it's just going to stand out like that's that's how it is you 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 can't say you know yeah it it looks like a monstrosity well really if you look at any large building in the middle of a field it looks like a monstrosity
1: so okay Um, (laughs) i think they were just taking umbrage with the design right (laughs) yeah
3: it's uh but you know the, the design is not again concept art and everything i you know <laughs> I'll reserve my judgment for when this is actually being built and and when I actually get to see it. Um, you know, then I'll comment on it. But like I said, you know, we, we already have um, you know, the, the contemporary is right across the lagoon. And it's yeah. another large building and doesn't, you know, thematically doesn't look anything like the poly. It's not supposed to. Um, but you've you've already got different building designs and everything there anyway. Once it's built, I think, you know, people Just like everything else, you know, Bay Lake Tower wasn't there, you know, for, you know, uh, for years and it got built and you just get used to it being there. Right. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm also interested to see what kind of new restaurants they bring to this and uh you know, maybe a new bar or something like that. There there, there seems like there's some plans for that. And and then the pool that they have with this looks very cool. It looks like it's like a two-level pool with like yeah, a waterfall. Yeah. It's got that
3: infinity edge on it, it looks like.
1: Yeah, but um, like usually like there but there's a pool beneath the pool. Yeah. Like
3: this gotta go. Yeah, the infinity edge drops off into a lower pool, it looks like,
1: which is yeah, yeah
3: kind it's
0: of just cool. Gotta go. Do you guys think that the I, I can't really tell from the the concept but do you think the restaurant will be on the top like like they've been doing in a lot of resorts oh. lately or
1: well because it's, I mean, it's hard because to I mean, tell it, yeah
0: it yeah. doesn't look to me it doesn't look like there's enough room there And there's like a section in the center of the building which to me would be it would be perfect because you're right you have a great view of the magic kingdom you could watch the fireworks disney is is seemingly in love with with uh, putting the restaurants on the top of the buildings like the Grandestino and at the, the riviera recently right so it would make sense but I don't know. It doesn't look like to me. There's enough space. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, to to your point, Siggy, Like looking at this concept art, it looks to me, especially the the zoomed in view that DVC uh, the DVC News did, where it looks like there's maybe. And I'm almost thinking this is not going to be like sit down full service restaurant. I and and this is kind of what they said too that. It almost looks like it's going to be similar to like Geyser Point at Wilderness uh, Lodge. I don't know. If I just said Wilderness Edge, maybe because we didn't talking about Galaxy's Edge. But uh, at Wilderness at Wilders Lodge, uh, you know, they have Geyser Point that's kind of sit down. Um, you know, it's but it's almost like it's not like a fancy restaurant, right? And it's and it's open air and like so. This it looks like they have at least a, a sit down restaurant with a bar in the middle that's open air. You know, that where people can just kind of like look out into the water but but you're right Ziggy I don't see anything on the roof that's like a rooftop viewing area this this looks more like the two places one is a little bit like on the second floor maybe and then one is like on the first floor and they're in different places so but at least with a view out to the water at least I mean cuz you should, you could still get a firework view from the first floor it looks like you know cuz it's facing out towards the water right cuz i yeah. mean really you could get a fireworks view from Ohana if you if you have the right seat right so <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that on um, especially the second level in the concept bar and the one that's blown up in, in the link that you have there. Yeah. Yeah. It does look like there's people sitting there. It could be you can't tell if it's a lounge or maybe that's the restaurant. It looks like on the bottom floor one is where there's a bar. And so yeah. that might that might just be a lounge and then maybe maybe the second floor is a restaurant or something. I don't
1: know. It's it's yeah, interesting but, though too, because it's not even like they're in the same place. They're in like two separate places, right? So it's like that's true. Yeah, so, yeah, so like, because I almost has to be for a second maybe it's the same restaurant on two different levels, but like they're in different places. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that that you bring up a good point there. I when I was originally looking at this, the, like the that area in the center, I was thinking that that would be like like you know, you know, two two bedroom villas or something like that. But yeah, I didn't I didn't consider the fact that they could do like an almost another top of the world lounge type um situation and again because of where this resort is sitting there's not there's not really anything between it and or actually well there is that uh, there is the island between yeah but you'll
1: still get a good view though but
3: yeah Yeah. like you'll still like i mean like honestly like anywhere along the the beach at the poly you have a view of the fireworks like you said even even from the main floor you know you can still see Fireworks pretty easily, and and I'm sure they would pipe in music and all that kind of stuff like they do everywhere else.
1: So, I, I do tend to think that yeah. the, the that main building that upper level is going to be grand villas. Like it, it just seems like those they're going to have grand villas right there. Which that that'll be a heck of a view for a grand villa, right? Like you know, like oh, that would sure. be a great place to stay for sure.
3: Yeah, there, so, I mean, you, there's there's a bunch like like even to the left and the right of that that center column. Like yeah. it looks like there's going to be lots of lots of that, but then, yeah, I I have to wonder if this if it's, uh, yeah, you, you might be right, Ziggy. They they might just decide to do like a, another rooftop, um, restaurant of some sort, or even just a lounge. You know, maybe maybe it's a yeah. an, uh, just another DBC lounge that we'll we'll be able to utilize.
1: <laughs> well, the one that we have be, now would, isn't even uh, open. <laughs> Go ahead, Ziggy. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, that would be. I mean, that's just my. I always go right to the food so I mean to me that's like what what I, what I would do with it but and it, you know, it could be just villas I don't, I don't know but that would be a heck of a place to to watch the fireworks show that's that's what I was thinking for sure
1: yeah for sure well and you can already like see in this concept art like the the views that are you're going to be paying for right like that side building is going to be like uh pool view you're there's going to be a lot of theme park views there's definitely going to be some monorail parking lot kind of views you know like you can see how they're going to be set up already
3: yeah and, much. and and again back to what I was saying about myself is that you know it, I haven't ever struggled getting a uh, a lake view from like the standard poly but if if there's so many of these that that do have that that lake view um that that takes away from people fighting for lake view in the regular yeah. poly buildings right like it's Absolutely. again it, it benefits everybody you know it's just more more available to more people
1: exactly and and you know it's we were talking about this before about like why are they doing expansions instead of building new resorts and one of the one of the answers is money but i mean in this announcement they also just like the guy that runs dvc is like it's no secret that our members and guests love monorail resorts like and and that to me is just they're saying they're telling you right there we need more capacity at the monorail resorts because that's where people want to stay right so yeah (laughs) you know and 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 when they were going to build Reflections, Reflections is not going to be a monorail resort because it's not in the monorail. <laughs> like So, you know, that's part of why they're expanding Grand Floridian. That's part of, and plus they could charge a premium for that too, right? Because everybody wants to stay really close to Magic Kingdom and they could charge more for it being on the monorail. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I think it's all, it's money, but it's also, they know they have huge demand for the monorail resorts and they know they can charge a premium there. So that's what they're going to do. So, all right.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, any, anything, I, I know we, we have a couple more topics here, but, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about about this? I think
1: I'm good. I think I'm good.
0: Yeah, I think I'm good. I, you know, I, I'm gonna have to take off guys. I hate to to do it to you, but yeah, no, no it's okay. Yeah. So, but uh, thanks for having me on. It was, it was nice talking to you guys again. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoyed the, the experience. I was able to, to convey it to you as much as possible and.
3: <laughs> you no know, uh, really I- really appreciate it ziggy you know um like i said we we're still looking at it for, uh, with me and my son are probably going to go but yeah I, I i greatly appreciate you sharing with us here on what you did no problem
1: thank okay. you to ziggy for coming so it, we we didn't plug his website before he left though so it's it's uh ziggy knows so go check that out
3: yeah if absolutely. you want want more ziggy so great great information on there
1: Absolutely. So I think Damon left, but Damon was actually, I think you missed this. Damon was uh, uh, outraged about Aristocrapes closing it. Oh, no, he,
3: I, I I heard that. Yeah. He, he liked Aristocrapes and, um,
1: (laughs) outraged.
3: (laughs) Uh, so yeah. And then, um, so he's, we've lost that and now we have swirls on the water.
1: Yeah, but it's it's a dole whip. It's a dole whip stand. That's all it is. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing if you're into dole whips,
3: right? A a dole whip flight. That's that sounds very interesting.
1: I see, I'm interested (laughs) I'm interested in these habanero lime nachos. That sounds interesting to me.
3: So, so that that totally makes sense. Um, I, <laughs> and you're, you're
1: going what that I would be interested in that.
3: Well, well, no, <laughs> the, like like it sounds good. Uh, I, I know I know you say Dole Whip and nachos. Why would you do that? But um,
1: well, it's waffle cone chips or the nacho chips, though, right? So it's waffle yeah. cone chips with Dole Whip, lime and habanero soft serve, mango boba pearls, spice. I don't know. It does just say spice. I don't know what that means. Raspberry Probably sauce and whipped cream. Gym. That just sounds cool, right?
3: I'm guessing it's the Taijin spice yeah. that, uh, like, again, th- this is one of those things that you don't, um, if you've gone to Disneyland or if you happen to have access to Taijin, which you can buy at a lot of grocery stores, um, it's like a, it's, it's a spice, um, it has lime in it. So, and so it's like salty, spicy, and lime. And when you put it on a dole whip, it makes it taste better. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I, Yeah, yeah, I can see where them, you know, trying stuff like this, like, like, you know, putting the habanero with the pineapple and everything like it sounds weird on paper, but it actually would probably work really well.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so and so they have Dole Whip Flipes here. They also have a 50th Celebration Cone, which is Dole Whip Lemon and Cookie Dough Soft Serve. That sounds weird, but I want it like I want to try it. You know what I mean? It sounds odd to mix lemon and cookie dough, but I kind of want it. Yeah. It, I've never had that flavor before. I've never even heard of that flavor existing. Like, is that a new one? I, I don't know. I've never heard of that one.
3: Lemon. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like you never had like lemon cookies before.
1: Yeah. But like, I just don't associate lemon with cookie dough. I like, I like a good lemon okay. cookie. i like a good lemon cookie. I just don't associate those two things. So, and I know the habanero lime has been around for a little while now. Like, so, but again, I, I don't really like spicy, so I don't know how spicy it actually is. But obviously, you know, the lime is kind of counteracts that. But I mean, I, I don't know how much, but I would definitely go and at least check out the lemon and blue cookie dough for sure. Yeah. I, I mean,
3: in terms of like, or okay, maybe I'm not the best one to tell you it's not spicy because I, I do eat a lot of spice. Like I, I'm all all in <laughs> on buffalo and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, it doesn't like anytime I've had anything spicy with a Dole Whip, it's not it's not that spicy, but
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine it would be that. Spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do have floats here though, too. So they have the, the regular dull whip float, but they have alcoholic floats too. So there's a uh, one with mm-hmm. rum. There's one with sangria. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, can we move the meat up here? <laughs> just just go here. Yeah. <laughs> just get, just go here. I like it. Yeah. We'll <laughs> I mean, we out. can, we're going to be at Disney Springs. Might as well just yeah. take a stop over there. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I'm down to try it. For sure. Yeah. We'll get, let's I'll do get it. some nachos. <laughs> I just thought to myself, because we're still trying to figure out the meetup space, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was looking at paddlefish again, which Damon wants to go bougie. So he really wants to go to the pa- to paddlefish. But I also looked at the menu and I'm like, there is nothing at paddlefish I want to eat. Like, not a thing. Cause I don't, I don't do seafood, right? So, like, oh. but then I was looking at Splitsville and Splitsville's like chicken fingers and pizza. I'm like, that sounds good to me. Like, let's do that.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I will leave that up to you because oh I am sorry. I, I am the least picky of the three of us. <laughs> I, w- I will eat seafood. I will eat a lot of different things. So
1: I don't know why I just, I don't know why I just got this idea, but I would just, I was looking at where Arista crepes was located in Disney Springs. And it was like, you know, it would be ridiculous if we did this event at a T-Rex. Oh, <laughs> 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 like, um, No. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but listen, I'm, I, I'm in favor of Splitsville because they've got some good stuff there. We can just hang if we want to play some pool or whatever. We could do that. So I, right, I I'm, it. I'm working on it. It's, it's we're almost there. I think we're gonna do Splitsville. So, all
3: right, and and just so for everyone listening, we're planning this for noon, right, or like like middle of the well, day. We initially said seven o'clock at
1: night, right? So I well, think,
3: oh, yeah, I, I I know that's what we said, but I think, um. Well, you know, we, we have to change that because 7 o'clock at night, like, as we found out, it's a lot harder to get what, to, we, yeah, want. To get, get what and, we want. Yeah, to get what we want, yeah. And I think middle of the day would work better. And again, just for the sake of people planning, I think we should solidify on, um, you know, let, let's do this in the middle of the day. Um, I was thinking maybe like 2 o'clock, like maybe yeah. early afternoon, like 1 Yeah, time. exactly. So, and, and, then, like, and then it gives people time to get there, but then also... Um, you know, we have time afterwards to go and do other things, depending. So, Epcot, is yeah. what you're saying, yeah, there's
1: that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're, we're going up Epcot. It's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I, listen, I think this is good. I mean, like, listen, don't get me wrong. I like crepes. I, I don't think I'd ever gone to a Rista crepe so that I can think of, but you know, I, I think it's good that they're putting Dole Whip places in other places, you know, if you're a Dole Whip fan, which yeah, I'm I mean, not, well, but like, I'll have a, I'll have the cookie and lemon one. That sounds good. Yeah,
3: I, I think Disney realized that you know you can you can hand out Disney or you can hand out Dole Whip the same way you do ice cream bars. Yeah, and people won't complain. So
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so what else we got here? Oh, this is a quick one. The Tumble monkeys are coming back to the Festival of Lion King. That was one that was missing for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the 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 show was just. Uh, didn't have the tumble monkeys, which if you've ever seen that show, that's my favorite part of the show, right? So, like, I, I think that's the best part of the whole show, in my opinion. So, I'm glad they're yeah. coming back.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I honestly, it's, I mean, <laughs> the show's okay. Uh, it's not my favorite show, but yeah, you know the the, the tumble monkeys are nice, and and it's just that uh, you know the the usual back to normal kind of yeah yeah more more of the back to normal, which is always good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. For sure. and There's right. there's not a lot to say with that, but I feel like I just had to bring it up. But yep. um, then we have Zach Ridley sharing more about the Connections Cafe at Epcot, which uh, should be opening fairly soon here. I think in the next couple months, they're saying. Um, and and he did confirm that this is where the Starbucks location is going to be located. It's going to be now, So you know, which doesn't matter for me because I don't drink coffee and don't drink Starbucks. But I know a lot of people were like, where are they going to put the Starbucks? Because that's become like a fixture in the Disney parks, you know?
3: Yeah. And, and the, you know, that that's fine that they're putting it there. Cause it means that it won't, <laughs> it won't smell like the old electric umbrella <laughs> at least because, uh, you know, I, again, I, I know connections is it's a new restaurant or a new offering. It's going to be different. The old electric umbrella was awful. It was, was not very, great. It, yeah. yeah it, it was very nineties. It like. Even we, or I don't know if I, I told you this, but we, um, one of our trips, we, w- we went in there with my son and we walked in the door and just from the smell of it, because it's like that, you know, the, the burgers are <laughs> like, you know, they're not great burgers or, or anything that, that they had in there. We walked in there and even my son, he was like, no i don't want to eat no here. i'm out <laughs> yeah
1: and, and we well, left there so, were also, there's yeah. also just so many places to eat at epcot it's like that would be my last choice right like yeah. i would much rather go to uh to to what is it what's it called why am i blank on the name the food court down in uh the land sunshine oh, seasons. Uh, sun,
3: sunshine seasons yeah
1: yeah yeah and, I'd rather and go there or go to any country in epcot like you
3: know but but that, that's the thing is that you know the the, if this is going to be like a front and center restaurant, like I really hope that Connections is something that lives up to the rest of Epcot in terms of that standard, yeah. Because it it shouldn't have been like it, it says something that Electric Umbrella was the last resort, right? Sure. sure. So so I'm hopeful that 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 you know that this improves it. But like I said, the consolation is at least you can always get your Starbucks there, and it'll probably smell more like Starbucks than. Whatever else they're making anyway, because coffee kind of overpowers everything else. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I, the thing I like about this, though, too, is that they have the open, they have like the open kitchen where they're actually going to be baking, bake stuff, which is, you know, one of my favorite things always at uh, uh, the, The uh the bakery, you know, Main Street is you know seeing people actually like make the stuff that they're selling, right? And I I love the the open kitchen and and seeing you know seeing people make make the food that you're You you can just
3: have all the kids pressed up against the glass watching them cook or (laughs) bake stuff because that always seems to happen on uh, on Main Street in Disneyland.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so. What else you got here? There's some food stuff here. I mean, I feel like we're getting really close to two hours. I, I kind of yeah, almost let, would rather we, talk about this rumor.
3: Yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the rumor and then I think we can wrap up. Cause yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so go ahead.
3: Okay. So, so the rumor is a toy story hotel is planned to replace Disney's paradise pier hotel at Disneyland resort and
1: nothing of value was lost. <laughs> well I, I want to mention for someone's oh, going to hate on me for that is, this is from WDWNT uh, yeah. but they do actually have concept art so there's it's not just an unsubstantiated rumor they they actually have concept art here so
3: um, I guess whose concept art though would be
1: my question where did it, it come from yeah, yeah. I get it
3: because you know anybody can make concept art
1: that's true it does look very imagineering Esque though, like it, it looks like uh-huh. concept art that they put together, although a little bit grainy, like somebody like took a picture this, of it on their phone. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, looking at it, this
3: this to me does not look like Disney's typical concept art. I I feel, um, yeah. I I don't know. Sorry, I I, I know you know WDWNT. They they do get information and they do get this kind of coverage, but I, I'm just I question it because of the fact that there's been many times where their rumors have been quickly squashed by Disney themselves.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, they didn't squash this one. But uh, I, I, from what we've seen, because sometimes they usually when Disney squashes them, they'll put something in there. But I mean, they did they did do a uh, you know there's a there's a Toy Story Hotel that exists. Uh, at, at Shanghai, right? So there's one that already exists. Or no, yeah. wait, Tokyo. Wait, yeah, and Tokyo Disney Resort is opening one. Um, so you know there there are some that exist already, and I, I mean it's it's not a terrible concept, but I and and I know you don't care for <laughs> the existing Paradise Pier, right? So 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 yeah, I I guess
3: I guess to to those points, you know, you know, two, two things that that back up this rumor is one, you know, back to what I said earlier about Disney likes to reuse things. Is you yeah. know if if they're doing this in in Shanghai and Tokyo, they may be you know thinking, hey, you know we can we can reuse this concept you know at a couple of different hotels, um, Paradise Pier in particular. Like I said, I I've personally stayed at Paradise Pier. It was not my best Disney experience um, by far. It, w- it was one of the worst experiences I've had with Disney. Um, also, that's understanding like like once. I didn't know this until after I stayed there, but yeah, it was, it was previously a hotel owned by another company and Disney bought it and just repurposed it into one of their hotels. And the problem with that though was that they brought all the, all the bad design choices from the previous owner forward. So I understand why Disney would want to potentially rip this down at this point because It is like the the hotel itself. It like when I was there, it looked extremely dated. It was still very nineties looking. You could see that it didn't matter how much paint or anything they did with it. It was just, um, it, it was a very dated hotel. And yeah, I think you know Disney's probably going to take their opportunity here to say, you know, hey, you know, Paradise Pier, it's not super loved. It's not super popular. You know. Take it out and put in something that people actually want to stay at, and then it also gives them a chance. Like, like the, the the biggest thing for me was actually the elevator situation. Was that the the way the elevator banks were designed? Is that if you were on one of the lower floors, um, you you know, getting back up to your floor was easy, but getting down from that floor was yeah. extremely difficult because of how the like you you actually had to ride the elevator back up to like the twelfth floor and then come back down. Because the uh yeah, the, they just, it wasn't very well thought out. And, and, and like yeah, I said, right. that that's where the, it was the previous owners design decisions I could see. And Disney was just dealing with it. So um yeah, all those things are reasons I can see why this rumor does have some weight behind it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is uh it is a whole interesting thing, and they also were talking too about how the use of the Paradise Pier Hotel is interesting, uh, considering you know those plans that they released a little while ago uh, that Disneyland Forward thing does include a Toy Story Land uh, that's located in a uh, close proximity to the Paradise Pier Hotel. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting if they were done together. But yeah,
3: uh, yeah, and and that could be it. Is it you know if it's part of a larger plan? They're just uh, they're just uh, acting that out. The, yeah. the one thing, though, that um, or I guess looking at this concept art a little closer, um, the the design of it actually still looks very similar to the existing Paradise Pier Hotel. So. Okay. I, I, again, just knowing what the lobby looks like, like there's the, the picture of buzz and Woody with the, the characters on the, the gliders above them. That's yeah. actually like, the, it looks like the main lobby of the existing paradise pier hotel. Cause I, oh, okay. I like I, the elevators in the same place, the skylights in the same place and the hallway going down towards, um, uh, what was it called? Surf's up, uh, the, the rest the character, uh, meal there. That was there. I guess it's closed down now. But it all looks it, it looks like somebody took the existing design of the hotel and just did like a mock-up of a Toy Story version of Threw
1: it. Threw some Toy Story stuff in there?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so that I, I guess that's taking away like,
1: yeah. <laughs> but but here's the question Would you prefer this, even though this is like honestly, looking at this, it feels like a value resort, and maybe I'm just I don't know, but would you prefer this to to what they have now, even if it it doesn't look as if yeah. I mean, again, the, the, this like I said, the problem
3: is is you know yeah, they, if they just threw this stuff into the existing hotel, it'll make it look you know yeah, it, it, sorry, Paradise Pier at, in my eyes was a value resort at the Disneyland Hotel. Okay, anyway. so so there you go. Um, yeah. um, so yeah, it it'll you know it'll it'll add to the theming. It, it'll do that for them, but it doesn't change any of the, the fundamental problems that I saw with the hotel, which, you know, if Disney's not going to take the opportunity to, to, you know, rebuild it or fix things like, I, I mean, I would hope that they would, they would, you know, maybe, you know, look at the, the elevator situation or something as part of that, or or like, cause sorry, the, the problem, or the other problem with the elevators is that, um, there wasn't any usable stairs you could go down either as option B because the only other stairs that were available were um, – it was the fire escape stairs, which you actually had to – they were on the outside of the building. And you if you went out the door, you would set off uh, – the, they were alarmed doors. So, yeah. again, not very thought well thought out. If, if they just leave it the way that it is and just add this Toy Story stuff, it's not a great or, – or well – again you know it'll it'll draw people in and all that but it it's just uh but uh, okay the, the the term is you, you're putting lipstick on a pig yeah right yeah. it's that that's all they're doing in my eyes
1: so you just want them to tear it down and start over basically uh,
3: <laughs> uh, or or at the very least you know do some major renovations to fix some of the problems with it some of the issues yeah, yeah.
1: all right yeah, well, we've almost gone for two hours here. Let's let's go. Let's wrap this up. Unless you have any other thoughts on this, no, uh,
3: no, I think we're good. I think we we covered a lot of ground today. So, uh, for sure, uh, yeah. for sure.
1: <laughs> All right, go ahead All and right. get us wrapped up.
3: Yeah. So, uh, as usual, if you guys uh, want to send us any uh, emails, you can always find us at WelcomeHomePodcast at gmail uh, Send us your questions, your trip reports, uh, anything like that that uh, you know you guys just want to share with us. We'll we'll be happy to. Uh, see it and, uh, you know, respond back to you guys. If you would like to follow us on social media, uh, check us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast or check out our Facebook group, Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, you can get in there and, uh, again, you know, we, we ask, we get questions out of the group and, uh, it's also a great place to interact with other listeners and you can hear more about some of the, the jokes and, and memes and, and stuff that come out of, uh, us doing these episodes. So if if that's something that's interesting to you, please consider joining us. Uh, you can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, YouTube is Welcome Home Podcast. Instagram is Welcome Home Picks. Uh, as we're getting closer to our meetup, uh, those are good places to follow us whenever we we do live videos or posts from the park and stuff like that. You'll be able to, to keep track of what we're doing and if you want to support the podcast uh, consider going to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and uh, check out our merchandise we we got uh, mugs and t-shirts and all kinds of stuff there that uh, a- anything that you buy it goes back into us uh, um figuring out things that we want to do to to bring you guys more stuff so so you know things like uh, the haunted river country t-shirt we're we're looking at more designs and and um, cool things that we can offer you guys in the future. And uh, last but not least, uh, if, you, if you also would rather just support us through Patreon, go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and uh, check out our different uh, subscription offers we have there. Uh, they all come with some unique merchandise for at the different uh, um, levels. And it also gets you access to our discord server, which is yet another way you can interact with us. We we got a lot of great listeners on there that we talk with all the time. So uh, if that interests you, consider uh, subscribing to Patreon. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. please do. And, and also, uh, make sure if you guys are um, listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a review. Um, uh, more stars is better
1: and it helps more
3: <laughs> people uh, find the show.
1: <laughs> I like that. More stars is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, with the Patreon too, we did we did just get in new pins. Uh and, and these new pins are for with the Patreon exclusive logo. Uh so everybody that's in the Patreon is going to get a pin uh as part of being part of the Patreon. And, you know, it's also gonna be our giveaway too. We're gonna we're gonna give some out in the parks and stuff like that too. But uh, if you wanna get the special gold pin. Be, it become a patreon member damon even asked me for one and i told him he had to join patreon in order to get one so Ooh, you know. sassy yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> we got rules around here okay <laughs> yeah of course so but anyway please review us on iTunes, right <laughs> and anywhere else i guess spotify too right you can give us a yeah. star rating you can't give us an actual review on spotify but you can give us a star rating so
3: yeah. Absolutely. And again, that, that all just helps more people find the podcast because exactly. those ratings make it, uh, it, it advertises it to to more people if we get good ratings.
1: Exactly. So please do that. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Munich, Music, Munich? music. <laughs> uh, Stitcher, Stitcher. Uh, Spotify, just about any uh, podcast app that's out there, you can find us. Just search for Welcome Home and look for, you know, Disney Parks, DVC. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners Welcome Home podcasts for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions expressed on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to Banera Financial for sponsoring this episode and World of DVC for continuing to be our partners. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon.
0: This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC.
1: We do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Look out, here comes my ball and chain.